0: Him on Last Chance U seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB show with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm gonna give it to you, raw and uncut. That's Coach JB, Sarah Cheek, mother of four, and an OnlyFans content creator.
1: I want to give an unfiltered, be real. Through evaluation of different things and, and really share in my
0: opinion. As well. you fucking slap dicks. Fucking slap dicks. Down the brass dicks. All in. All gas. No breaks.
1: I love sports. That's just a part of who I
0: am. She's got sports blood in her. so She's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach called Shady Show. what up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB. We're here with the fine Sarah Blake right here live on the Coach JB show on YouTube. I'm live on TikTok. TikTokers, come on over to YouTube, become a member, the first 20 of you, and I'll give you guys a signed bottle of vodka today. So head on over to YouTube, check us out. Um we got Alex Perez on today, former, or not former, current UFC fighter, contender, top six fighter in the world in the, in the uh, flyweight. Um, we got him coming on. We got Charles Arbuckle here today. Um, Charles Arbuckle is a former UCLA Bruin and uh, current ESPN analyst in the SEC. He also was coaching the last few years. Uh, we got him. And uh, we got a great show uh, lined up for you today. So make sure you guys on on TikTok come on over to to YouTube. Like I said, become a member today. The first 20 of you guys have an opportunity to get you a signed bottle of vodka. I'll sign the bitch right here live. Also, I'm doing that for my normal, um, loyal community members here on the show as well. Because, you know, you guys have been here. And you guys deserve it. So I'm doing that as well. A couple of you guys won last week and got you some bottles. I know Brian got him a bottle and a few other folks did too. So I appreciate you guys on TikTok and everything else. So come on down. Um, come on over to YouTube, man. We're giving away a, uh, some bottles today, some merch. CoachJBStore.com. Check it out. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline and use the promo code... Code, uh, believe B-L-E-A-V. Sarah is back in the house. Sarah is joining us today. We're on this Fearless Friday. We're on this I'm Fearless back. Friday. You all squared away? <laughs> all squared away. Hey, Between dogs kids. and kids, you know kids. what I mean? <laughs> hey, I, I got four dogs. They just like having kids. So, I mean, shit. It is what it is. Uh, for all you guys that are asking how to become a member, it's right there on the ticker on the bottom. Just go to my page, hit the like button, subscribe. Um, it ain't that hard, man. Or Google it. It is what it is. You guys want some merch? It'll be worth it. Go check us out. Um, lots to discuss today. We got about Time. thirty. We got about twenty five minutes before our, our our guests join us um, here on the show. So um, also, Canada Dips is becoming a proud member and sponsor of this show, and uh, they're doing a giveaway for the winner of that. So you guys gotta go on over to Canada Dips cbd.com and use the promo code coach JB all caps. And if I win the award, I'm going to use the award money to give back to the show, to give away merch to you guys. that's in the community. So make sure you guys do that. Listen to that. Join, become a member today. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brian, me and Sarah <laughs> are here today. Sarah's got some fly coach JB show merch on. She's wearing, um, she said that she doesn't like it because it doesn't hold herself right. You know what I'm saying? I told her, I said, Sarah, Lucy, you guys, Jada, all you guys in the chat, you guys can relate to this, I'm sure. Uh, well, I haven't seen your bosoms, of course. But, um, you know, I told her, I said, I don't know if any fabric can hold your gifts up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I just know. want I-
1: it to be, like, tighter and, like, up more.
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, Sarah um, just made Jay bust a nut on the show live, so that's the first time we've ever seen that. Um, TikTok, what up, man? I appreciate you. We got 400 people live in here. Come on over to YouTube, man. Become a member. Subscribe today. Uh, we're live here right on YouTube. Steven Montgomery said, am I still in Kansas? Stephen Montgomery, do you have Google, motherfucker? <laughs> fucking Google it, homie. God damn. I figure it He's out. not Dorothy. Yeah, like, God damn, I don't get it.
1: He clicked his fucking heels. He got out.
0: Right? Clicked his health. <laughs> Dorothy? Are you still Dorothy, motherfucker? Um, Jada said, I was going to pose with my bikini and vodka. Damn. When's it Hell coming Hell yeah. In? Did you track it? Did you track it, Jada? Go track that shit. I need to see you in that bikini rocking that vodka. I got to see it. I got to see it. Um, Sarah, what up? We're just chilling today. Um, this show is brought to you by Canada Dips. Go on over to CanadaDipsCBD.com. Use the promo code JB and get you 20% off. And like I said, I'm do- they're doing an award. I want to win. Me and Sarah like to win. We've been talking about making this show great and doing everything we need to do. So make sure everybody in here hits the like button, subscribe, become a member, and share this shit on Twitter, hashtag Coach J- the Coach JB Show, and retweet it, and you'll get an opportunity to win as well. We got all kinds of different shit going on, so make sure you share that shit. We're trying to do everything we can. Um, we're going to blow it up either way, though. Short, fat, skinny, and tall, we get it done, and we do it all. You know what I mean? Let me get you started with the quote of the day uh, before me and Sarah shoot the shit. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. But courage lasts forever. That's just one of the the, uh, many quotes that I always come up with. And uh, I just wanted to share that with all you guys because a lot of you guys think success is final. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. Failure don't kill you. It makes you stronger. But courage does last forever. And I think you need to realize that because a lot of you guys are Ballless. You have no balls. You have uh, what we call clitorises. You guys don't get it. You men out there do not understand it. You, Your wives, girlfriends, and significant others have bigger balls than you. And you're the man. Man, courage lasts forever. Go drop your nuts, man, and shit. Go get something done. Um, Sarah, she drops her nuts every day, and she's getting shit done. Believe that shit um sarah's a writer i'm just letting you know i've been dealing with her the last few days and uh she's a gangster with it um appreciate everybody on tiktok come on over man come on over to uh youtube right now we're alive and come on over and head on over and check it out um hey make sure you guys there's about 300 of you guys in here on tiktok man um you guys got to come on over to uh Shit, I don't know if I lost you or not. Um, I'm so bad on social media, dog. (laughs) I'm the worst. Um, Let's see. Hey, all you guys live in here on my TikTok, go on over and become a... or join or subscribe, whatever the hell they call it, to the Coach JB Show. My TikTok, we created a Coach JB TikTok. So make sure you go on over to there and you can get a chance to win um, some free merch, vodka, and uh, stuff like that. So... Go follow the Coach JB Show account on TikTok, all right? So make sure you do that. Um, Christopher Clark, I don't know. We're going to get into some football shit today. Uh, me and Lisa are going to talk. Or Lisa. Me and Sarah are going to talk about this.
1: Lisa? Uh, who's Lisa?
0: I saw the girl on TikTok. What are you talking
1: about now, huh?
0: No, I saw the girl on TikTok, <laughs> and I'm like, shit. Um, so I don't know. Um I don't understand what Christian's saying to me. I got too many things going, and I can't fucking read three things. Type and we need to
1: tell our confessions. Goddamn. We need to confess.
0: I'm so bad. Huh?
1: I said we need to do our confessions.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> I think your confessions are going to be much better than mine. Um, I don't know if I have really any confessions. I'm trying to figure out how to even do fucking tiktok i don't even know how to get back to the tiktok live now because of my phone like christian wants me to do three things right now and i'm fucked christian is good with this christian by the way shout out to christian harris Appalachian marketing group make sure you guys follow him on twitter as well he has 13 followers we need to get him some followers uh i don't know what he has but um i don't know how to get back to tiktok tiktok how do you get back to tiktok um anyway, let's get on with the show. I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. Everybody on TikTok, come on over, man. YouTube. Appreciate you guys. Um, make sure you follow the Coach AB show. It's right there. And uh hit it up. And make sure you come on over to YouTube and uh, get an opportunity to win some free vodka today. Sign. I'll holler at you guys. Peace. <laughs>
1: oh, it's this an Usher con- concert confessions.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jay. I, I would like say you, for you to call in one time, but you will bust on yourself, and I don't need that right now. <laughs> um, all right, so poll question, Sarah. Poll question, all right? Uh oh. Um, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up before our guest joins us. Um, this is probably a great confession for you right out the gate. Poll questions ticking on the bottom. Favorite position. What is your guys' favorite position in the chat? Drop a drop a, drop a comment. What's your favorite position, everybody? Jada, we want to know. Lucy, we want to know. Lucas Hamlin, become a member. All you guys that ain't green, become a member today. Best dollar ninety nine. You can get. Um, Jay, we're not taking callers right now, dog. God damn. Um, Brian said, "Doggy."
1: Yes. That.
0: Jada said, "On top of him." Oh, she is a woman in control. What the fuck is the Eiffel Tower, David? Yeah, what is that? The fuck is the Eiffel Tower? Lucy came out and said doggy. Damn, Lucy, I hear that. Me um, too. Uh, yeah, Jay Henry said I'm a dog. Shut the fuck up, Jay. You dick. Um <laughs> What is the Eiffel Tower? I gotta know what this Eiffel Tower shit is. I need to know what that is. What is the Eiffel Tower? I need to see a picture of that. What do you
1: do, like, Christian? I need how, to see like, what the
0: Eiffel Tower is. Um, I, I don't know. Is that
1: like spreading the the legs?
0: Oh, Eiffel Tower is three people: one hitting it in front, three the people in the back, and the back on high five. <laughs> oh shit! Get the hell! That sounds way too complicated, homie. That shit and the, what so if you only have two
1: people? Huh? What if you only have two people? Then how do you Eiffel Tower that? Like,
0: do you, do you Eiffel you get Tower is a dude on the end of a girl? Oh shit! I don't want a fucking sword fight, homie. You get bullshitting two girls? I know. I'll take that. Now we got conflict of interest here. See, I don't know what Sarah rather have. I rather have two girls, Sarah. Well, you rather have two girls or two guys?
1: I mean like you can switch it up
0: damn I, I mean we that. could <laughs> so um
1: what does Matt depends think? what I'm feeling that I gotta bring day. Matt on
0: here one day I gotta bring Matt on here one day and ask him you're oh, two guys or two girls shit
1: oh my god he would he I would chop his
0: we, off we, yeah I hear you um I think you could say dick. I don't know. We're probably already shadow banned or whatever. <laughs> We're figuring that out as we sink. If anybody in here knows All about I'm shadow banning on YouTube, no. fucking hit us up. If anybody in here knows about shadow banning on YouTube, hit us up. Um, we think we should be having about 1,000 live people in here, but we only got 100 right now. So make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. It's one fifteen. about 15 minutes. We got Alex Perez joining the show, UFC uh, fighter, MMA fighter, um, UFC Uh, fly weight we're going to ask him a series of questions Um, Sarah did you answer your favorite position yes
1: I said doggy
0: Oh, everybody likes doggy huh
1: well because okay I am like the primary in my relationship so sometimes I don't want like I want to be dominated you know what I mean I'm really dominant outside of the bedroom so I want somebody to dominate me inside the bedroom.
0: Okay. That's a good little theory. Uh, Alexander man said you weren't on my page, even though I got the notifications on. See, well, I think we're shadow. banned. Ooh, we're, looking into we it. we're looking into it. And hey, can everybody in the chat, make sure everybody that's in here right now, turn on your notifications for my channel so we can get that going. Um, we got some things in the works, so make sure you guys turn on your notifications, because a lot of you guys don't. A lot of you members out there, subscribers that are, we got 14,000 member, or subscribers, 300 members. Make sure you guys turn on your notifications for us all. Appreciate you. Um, and uh, I don't know why you don't have, I don't know why you're not getting notifications. We don't really know. We're going to answer that question to YouTube later on. Uh, we've have a few steps. Used to, a few calls we got set in there. Lucy said she does get notifications, so it's hit and miss. Um, I don't know, but now we got people saying the same thing. Uh, he didn't get a notification either. Marcus said he gets them every day, Brian said he gets them every day. So, extraterrestrial said he has them on, but don't get them. Well, you're not a member either, maybe, maybe only members get them. I don't know. Um <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know how that works. Um, We'll see. Joseph, you can't be asking me questions if you're not a member yet, dog. You can't be asking me fucking my own questions, motherfucker. Shit. Figure you got to become a member. Then I'll answer Chinese or Vietnamese food. Shit. Um, All right. So, doggy, we understand Sarah's reasoning behind. And she gave us her rationale. Um, Yes. So I get that. Um, Okay. That's not really a confession, though. So I know you got a few confessions you were talking about talking about and telling the, the fine folks here today about. What what's your confessions today?
1: I don't know if it's really like a confession or not, but so I started getting laser hair removal, right? Okay. I don't have a lot of hair on my body anyways. Like I'm not a hairy person. I'm not a hairy girl, whatever. Like I don't have leg hair. I've never like had to shave. Nothing like that. So I wanted to like not have hair anywhere, and I started getting laser hair removal. Well, the first two times ta- you have to go in sessions, and I had no idea you had to go in sessions. I had no idea I would have to be in the positions that I was in, either. Really? With my female Part? <laughs> uh, laser hair person.
0: So, is it a woman?
1: It's a woman. Okay. And I'm obviously doing that Brazilian, so I'm getting all of that down there, laser hair removal. I could only handle, like, it's like four to six sessions. I could only handle two sessions with them swiping that, like a credit card.
0: Really?
1: got all up in there, made me frog leg and everything. Like, it was like going to the gynecologist. But it... Like they're burning you. Wait, what
0: the fuck? What is frog leg?
1: Frog leg, like you know, frog leg.
0: Really? So like, you're
1: spread eagle.
0: Like kind of like, yeah, like, uh, like Indian style, but like open. Yeah. They wow. got to get
1: all of that down there.
0: So they're all the way in there.
1: Yes. But so, question I'm not letting her laze her hair removal my, like my beehole. Cause it hurts, but I don't have a lot of hair. So, do you? Does that would that bother a male?
0: If you, like,
1: if it's a little fuzzy,
0: where though? <laughs> where are we talking now? I'm lost. Now, is it your butt or your? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I. Well, I'm. I mean, I can handle the top of my area down there being lasered and the sides, but when she goes in between your crack? My crack. That's where it's like, holy shit, that's hot. Really? Yes.
0: Okay, so look, I don't want to get into too much detail here, but like <laughs> Jada actually likes anal sex. She has made it very clear that she's came out and said it. So, I got to ask you, Sarah, if you've ever done anal, you use lube anyway, I'm sure, right? So, is it not is it isn't that get hot too?
1: No, that's a totally different sensation. Oh, This is like like burning yourself with a cigar.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm not. Down there. I'm not. A... Lucy came out and said, it's hard being a girl, y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. It is. But do you think, like, you know what I mean?
0: I get it. I, no, I don't know what you mean, because I don't get <laughs> laser fucking hair removed from my balls. I, I get Manscaped, right? I go get Manscaped, and then I got Manscaped. They were a sponsor, so I was using Manscaped for a while. Even though I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, um, hairy either. Like I'm not a hairy guy. I don't like hair that much. I'm not. I don't got hair on my back and chest and all that nasty shit. Um, like I have a, I have a, I have a fucking problem with hairy people for some reason. Like yeah. Why is that? Like, I don't like hairy people. Like, I despise them for some reason. Like, they're, they're always like an idiot. They're always like a fucking idiot. Like, the guys that have <laughs> the hairy back and the hairy chest.
1: I don't understand that. Like, okay, maybe. I don't, how does it grow? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, don't you see that? Like,
0: Yeah, I, don't yeah, you I don't like? Know. Have you ever seen the guy with the shirt on and the hair is coming out of his neck? Yes. Like, I just want to, like, fucking, like, just duct tape that shit and just run. <laughs> and just run. I just want to run with it. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, do something with it. I,
0: you know, I don't know. I I don't know. Confessionally, I, I'll give you a confession. I don't really mind the hair. I don't want full-on, like, Madonna and Playboy. Like, when she had fucking full-on.
1: A bush. Know,
0: yeah, and hairy armpits. She had all that shit, um,
1: like Miley Cyrus.
0: Yeah, see, I don't know about that. It, it, that's a big turnoff. I'm gonna be honest. If you got hairy armpits and hairy, just hairy legs, like a woman with hairy legs, um, it's probably the biggest turnoff in my in the world for me. Yeah, but listen, Sarah, yeah. I know a guy that likes hairy legs on a woman. What the fuck.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Like, I'm learning a lot these days. And there's a lot of kinky men out, like, kinky men out there that like leg hair. They uh, want toenail clippings. What? Like,
0: yes. Uh, how? What the fuck does a man do with leg hair?
1: I don't know. But uh, there's... I Some guy paid me to have... My, like, I went and got a pedicure, and then he wanted the dead skin from my pedicure.
0: What? Yes. Man, you guys better hit the like button, subscribe, become a damn member. (laughs) If you want to get some damn skin from her feet, (laughs) you motherfuckers better become a member. I don't know about the hairy thing. Like... (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know, dog. I don't know if I could do the hairy leg. Hey, I, I just can't do a hairy leg. There's just no way. There's no way I could do a hairy leg on a woman. There's just no way I could do it. Um, But yeah, Lucy. Oh, my God. Sarah is right. And
1: panties and panties like that's a huge deal.
0: Oh, they want your panties.
1: They want panties. They want...
0: I mean, that's more like... I've heard that. That's much more respectable, right? As, <laughs> more respectable. <as> a man. <laughs> I mean... Come on, Christian Malone. Christian, that's not going to keep you warm in the winter. Hairy female <laughs> legs is not keeping you warm in the winter. Right, I got a, I got a real easy confession, all right? Um. right? I've been watching Hard Knocks. I said it on the show already, so it's not really a Hard Knocks confession, but it's giving me like... Football coaching vibes again watching that um watching that staff and that and that show. I know you haven't really watched that show but Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions is giving me some coaching some coaching uh vibes. I don't know, if that's a confession or not, but because I haven't had that in about 3 years. So I haven't even wanted to really coach in 3 years. So that's a confession. Um I don't know. I
1: think that Maybe you'll coach again.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Um, you know what? Another one, Christian, reminded me. I do have one. Um, <laughs> I don't watch TV a lot. I don't watch shows. And Christian told me about a show. So when I go to bed at night, I turn on my TV on Netflix that I don't really ever watch. And he told me about this show. And I saw it. I didn't even look for it. I, it was the first thing that popped up. Park Boys or Trailer Park Boys.
1: Oh my gosh! So Christian,
0: you I'm gonna, would watch that. I'm gonna, we're going to try to get them on the show. We've reached out to Trailer her. Park. Is it Trailer Park Boys? Trailer Park Boys. I have never watched it. I did not know it had twelve damn seasons. And the guy that walks around with like the the bourbon and coke or whatever, and uh, oh man, it's 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 classic. I I do appreciate that show, even only watching it a few times. Um, I just started watching it, so I have to tell you, that is a confession of mine. Um, Julian, yeah, he walks around with the bourbon, and then the other one with the pompadour or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to sit down one day and watch him. Once I, once I figure out my dog situation, anyone out there interested in a great uh, boy dog, male dog, uh, Bonham, everyone's seen it from my so- social media, Big Bonham, he's a Gatorhead bully out of Mississippi. One of the most well-respected bloodlines in America. Um, he's just too many alphas in the house. And I'm not going to get rid of Ash, Stogie's last son. So, Bonham, love, I love him to death. Got to find a home for him. Lucy, Jada, all you guys, he needs a woman. He needs to be with a woman and no kids, no dogs, no nothing. That's preferably. But... Especially no dogs. He disagrees with the woman. He's great with kids, people, humans, loves them to death. He actually loves Bailey to death. Him and Bailey could get along Aww. fine. If anyone wants two dogs, I'm even willing to do that. So uh just throwing that out there. Um Any more confessions? I
1: watched I like watched the other night. So I like juicy. Things, you know what I mean? Like, I want to watch juicy, naughty stuff,
0: like porn.
1: So, it's basically porn, but on Netflix, uh, there's that show. It's, I guess, it's like I, it's like foreign or whatever, but it's basically a foreign porn, like (laughs) foreign porn. But it's like 365 days, the next 365 days, it's the second one to the first one. Have you seen this? No. Okay, so it's like trending, but there's a storyline in there. You know, I, I I feel like it's soft porn on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Like, like Skinamax? I mean, like sex-
0: we used to call it Skinamax?
1: Yeah, but there's a storyline, and I mean, the sex is pretty good. Really? <laughs> so you're watching it, and you're like, oh, hell yeah.
0: Wait, but you don't see it going in or nothing.
1: You don't see it going in. But you see the movements, and then you see her. I mean, I mean, you can. Really. He's thrusting, so yeah. it's good. Really. Yes. Um, it's like the stay-at-home mom porn.
0: Really. On and Netflix. what is it called?
1: Then uh, it's where they say 365 days, and then there's there's a first one and a second one
0: yeah I'm not, I don't know if I'm interested in that, If I don't see it going in um, <laughs>
1: i'm I'm like, oh wow
0: like i don't I don't need to see it going in, but like to me that's like the definition of porn, right?
1: Is that what what makes porn porn now because it's obviously changed because if that's on Netflix, then
0: yeah, but that's not like real net like it's not really showing no real shit, right? Mm. Like, it ain't showing no girl giving head or a guy eating a girl It's
1: showing him do that. Yeah, he's eating her out.
0: Yeah, but it's not showing his tongue in there, VJ, VVJ, whatever you guys call it.
1: It's showing this much. Really? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. You've got to at least, like, if you don't want to watch it, you have to at least just kind of look at it.
0: You haven't because sold me. You haven't sold me on it. You haven't sold me on watching it because I can't see if I ain't seeing the real thing. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Alex popped in and then he popped out. So we're waiting on him. Um, he was
1: like, this is a really raunchy conversation. Yeah,
0: He's no, out. it's great. It's great conversation. Um, <laughs> it's great conversation. Um no further ado, we're gonna get this show on the road. Here we got this great guest joining us here today. Like I said, uh, Alex Perez, MMA fighter, UFC championship contender. Uh, we're gonna bring him in, and uh, appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member, and make sure you guys uh, follow all our guests. We put up a, uh, we're gonna put up a ticker on the bottom for Alex. Um, so make sure you follow him. And uh, with no further ado, Sarah, we're gonna get to Alex. Alex, what up, brother? How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing, coach? Man, I'm good, brother. I'm good. This is lovely, Sarah Blake. I appreciate you coming Thanks, Sarah. in. Sarah, how
1: you doing? Hi, Alex.
0: What's going on with you, man? You're a Cali boy,
2: huh? Yeah, man. Uh, Central California boy. You know, moved out to uh, SoCal to train. And okay. Been here ever since. Been here about eight years, nine years. Where are you at, LA? Uh, Irvine.
0: Okay. OC. OC. Yeah, that's right. You uh, you from Lamore, huh?
2: Yeah, Lemoore, the five five nine man.
0: Hey, so are you a are you a JUCO cat?
2: Uh, yeah, I wrestled out there. Actually, we started a JUCO program around like two thousand, like seven or eight, and then I didn't get picked up anywhere, so I ended up going to wrestle there from uh, JUCO. Where, where'd you go, West own. Hills? Uh, West Hills College. Yep.
0: Yeah, man, I know all that shit. JUCO, man. It's a JUCO. You know, I know all the damn JUCOs. That's a good deal. Cali Juco, man, people don't realize there's 72 Cali Jucos that play football, and uh, there's only 71 in the rest of the country that plays. So, pretty interesting stat right there. Uh, so, what's going on, man? What, what got you into fighting? You just a roughneck growing up defending yourself in the hood, or did your dad get you in it, or what? No,
2: honestly, I mean... I'm I mean, when I was younger, I used to be pretty angry, you know, and uh, my mom actually got me into wrestling. Me and my older brother and my little brother got me into wrestling and kind of, uh, uh you know, everybody, people don't know, but at Limor, we had Tachi Palace. That's where, uh, like, WEC was created. Uh, You know, Zufa bought them out, and then we had PFC and stuff like that. So I got to watch a lot of guys, you know, fight. And I just thought it would be cool, you know. I thought I was like, damn, this is one thing I want to try out. I didn't know if it was going to make be a career, but I was like, I, I don't be a guy like 50 years old. Like I could have done that. So i was like, man, give it a try. And here, 11 years later, I'm still doing it.
1: Yeah. So you have a brother.
2: I have two brothers. I got two. a brother. He's a cop in long beach. And then my little brother's a diesel mechanic. I only more, there's nine of Did- us, but I got four boys. Oh One my gosh. God girls. bless
1: your mom. <laughs> Did you guys fight a lot? Like with the brother thing, were you guys like physical with each other?
2: Uh we what- were to a certain point. I mean, there's a couple times we, we put hands on each other, you know, uh, but we all wrestled, so it was kind of cool because we all wrestled on the same team in high school. And then uh, obviously, like, it was crazy because uh, my l- older brother was a varsity guy. I was a, a JV guy my first year. And then my little brother came in. He was a straight varsity. So there's always competition. Of uh, We always go to the same tournaments and stuff. So whoever did better, stuff like that, a lot of competitions. But, yeah, we put our hands on each other every, every <laughs> now
1: and then. The reason guy. I'm yeah. asking is because I have two boys, and I'm like, okay they're going to kill each other. Oh, <laughs> Maybe that, I should that, put them in there. <laughs> but that's
2: good though. It shows, it shows them uh, tough love, you know, if you can fight <laughs> your brother. You can fight anybody.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Now you're, you're, you're in a flyweight, right? Yeah. So what, what is that? So break that down for my audience. I'm a, I'm, I'm a novice uh, UFC MMA guy. So what, what is that like weight class?
2: So, uh, obviously we go through different weight class. So I fight at 125. So, uh, so usually when I start camp, you know, I'm a little husky. I probably start about like 160. once If I'm a little bigger than that, about 165, and I have to diet down to uh, 126, 125, 126. So I've done it when I was younger. I did it probably in about three, four weeks span. Now it takes me a lot longer. Like this last couple camps, I've had eight weeks, nine weeks, and I get down. But it's a lot of dieting, a lot of running. What do you awesome, do? Training. A lot of running. <laughs> I probably run. I mean, towards the end of my last camp, I was running four and a half miles and 29 minutes. Oh wow. And yeah. I, was, I would just move in, you know, do that, do the aerodyne bike training. I train, I like for me, fighting's my main job. I always tell people, I don't, I don't get paid to sit on the couch. So I'm always training so I can take uh, short notice opportunities. So what I do is my training schedule stays the same year round. Maybe not as much sparring live stuff, but I train, Three times a day. Uh, so twice a day, Mondays and Wednesdays. Three times a day, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Fridays, it's one one time. And then uh, Saturdays is one time. Sundays, usually my day off. Now that I have a son, so I try to take a couple of days off, a couple of training sessions here and there off to hang out with my son, take him to wherever, go hang out. But, uh, yeah, my training schedule all the time stays the same. I get paid a fight, so I got to be – I'd be ready whenever they give me a call. It's not like uh, we don't have seasons. We don't have, you know, we right. don't get a turnout like, hey, this is where you're going to fight. I can Literally, they can call me today be like, hey, you ready to fight in three weeks? Oh, no, you can't? Cool. We'll go to the next guy. So I always got to stay somewhere yeah. ready.
0: Stay ready. Uh, you ain't got to get ready,
2: brother. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a lifestyle, you know, it's not like a hobby I do anymore. I used to do it when I was younger. Now I, I, this is my main focus, my main way of uh, providing for my family
0: no doubt you got kids i got one boy no doubt congrats congrats uh thank you you. so you're a top six fighter in the flyweight division man you fought for the title are you close to going back to fight for another title or is it kind of like you got to start over or how does it work
2: um so it so in that aspect it it's honestly who puts on the best performance so I, i gotta probably win about two to two more three more fights and i'll be right back in there like we're in boxing if you lose early in your career you're pretty much written off you know usually when you lose championships yeah. you get you're always in that championship contender the one thing i like about mma you might lose but you can still come back and win for the title things like that you see guys lose the very first fight and win you know like uh this guy that just fought this last week and kamaru Usman lost early in his career i think he was under i think he was like 14 15 fights in the ufc undefeated fought for the title ended up losing but i mean so you can lose and come back it's not like boxing you lose one time and you're and you're pretty much screwed so um you know i I say about two or three more fights uh, it's all about the performances too you go out there finish guys uh people like watching you fight it's a lot easier you know if you go out there and your fights aren't as exciting it's kind of like ah you know it's a it's a business they want to market finishers
0: no, nah, no doubt.
1: So I know absolutely nothing about <laughs> MMA fighting. I have watched box. I'm fil- I'm like a quarter Filipino, so of course I've watched boxing <laughs> with Manny Pacquiao. Like you know, duh. But um, is this? I saw this video. Is that really what happens with that guy that was like licking the blood oh, from this? Was uh, last- Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's some there's some guys that do some weird stuff. I mean, uh, there's a guy BJ Penn back in the day. He would uh, he beat this guy Matt Hughes. He has blood on his gloves. He's like licking his gloves, you know. Oh. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, MMA is a lot safer than boxing. That's crazy because really? people think well, MMA is way more dangerous. I'm like, ah, yeah, you get kicked, elbowed, but the ref gets to stop it when he feels you're getting messed up, right? And boxing, you see guys get knocked knocked down and they might be out cold. But they're kind of come up to their feet and they're kind of still just working on instinct. For an MMA, it's kind of like, hey, the ref gets to decide. And we're not taking as many blows to the head. Yeah, You can
1: use your feet, right? Is that the you difference? Kick,
2: punch, elbow, knee. You can wrestle. You can put someone on the cage. Like so oh, many different hell ways. Hell yeah. Where, and boxing. And boxing. I mean, you're punching each other, but 90% of the punches are going to the head. I mean, so, uh yeah, everything, some people are telling me, like, boxing is way more safe. I'm like, you're crazy, man. You're getting hit in the head way more than you are in uh, MMA.
0: Nah, no doubt. I what? So let me ask you this, man. I got to ask you this. I don't know if you can comment, but what's your thoughts on Dana White? Is his vision right for the talent, or is it, like, does he cater to the talent, you, the fighters, uh, or is it more like the PGA golf tour, like, where they're, they're taking from the independent contractor such as yourself or do you think that it's fair and, and and he does the best he can or how does that work?
2: I mean, don't, don't be right, I think Dana White and the UFC do a great job. The one thing everybody doesn't agree on is the obviously the sponsorships, right? We have to wear uh, Venom, but they do pay us out of it, right? Like it's just like you know, it's like how many fights you, you've been in the UFC, you get like a it's like a pyramid. You've been in the UFC, eight fights you get paid this much, 12 fights you get paid this much. So, I think some guys might be able to get more sponsors, but some can't. So, it's like hit or miss. I feel like everybody always talks about fighter pay. I was like, man, I remember I started in 2011. I was 19 when I did my my professional fight, and I was making, I remember I made $300, and I had to drive from Lemoore to Turlock. I paid for my own gas, I paid for my own food. So, by the time I was done, I probably had like 100 bucks left, you know, if that. So, I mean, the fighter pay, I think it's, it's, a pyramid scheme, the more you win, the more you get paid. Right. So, I think the pay is great. I mean, it, basically, you got to invest in yourself. So, you keep winning, you keep doing the right things, you're going to be making more money. Um, so, it's like hit or miss, man. Dana White, I mean, I've met him a handful of times. I've talked to him a handful of times. He's cool. He's a good dude. He's doing that. He's the best in the game doing it, right? He's promoting the biggest, uh, biggest organization in the, in the world. Um, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Everybody wants to get paid more. I'm pretty sure, you know, that CEO at some company wants to get paid more. but you gotta for us. You gotta win to get paid more, and uh, I like it because it puts a lot of uh, accountability on myself. So I- I'm cool with the way we're getting paid.
0: What's your thought on Logan Paul and that whole thing? <laughs> I know, I know Logan Paul and, and Dana go back and forth. Is that? Oh, but how can he? I don't understand Logan Paul's take on this thing. I'm not a big Logan Paul. I don't know anything about it. But how does he? He hasn't really fought in an or UFC. So how is he bitching about the pay? I, I mean, it's just over because of who's already been paid.
2: Yeah, well, a, a lot of states uh, release how much people get paid. You know, it's like you can go Google and be like, "Hey, how much did Alex Perez make his last fight?" Um, like I said, do I feel like we deserve to get paid more? Yeah, everybody des- deserves that. But he—he's comparing it to boxing. He's like, "Well, I look at these boxers." I'm like, "Well, you go look at the whole—go look at the whole card overall." Yes, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, Canelo—all <laughs> yeah. these guys are making millions. Right. Look at the guys that are fighting on the very first fight of the night making it like a thousand bucks you know they're just using it for the exposure where like the ufc you come in at a base pay so if the best best pays eight thousand eight thousand or whatever it is it's you know if that's what you're getting the one thing that maybe he he has a decent point on i guess would be um uh we're not guaranteed our full pay you get paid half and then you get the other half so if it's so like if a person says you're getting paid eight and eight you get paid 8000 to show up, weigh uh, in. You get another pay, another 8000 to win the fight. But like I said, it's all on the person, obviously, how the fight comes out. I feel the pay is great. Getting paid good. Uh, like I said, everybody's different. I mean, that's why he's commenting, commenting on it. But, I mean, he got lucky. He skipped the line. He's making millions where the guys on the undercard aren't making much. Maybe on his cards the people are, but if you go to a regular show, they ain't making nothing.
0: What's your thoughts on the Bellator deal? What, how, explain that. Dif- what's the difference?
2: Uh, so Bellator is another league, basically, uh, it's just like baseball, right? You got the major league, the minor leagues, kind of the same thing. That's the, that's the way, if you look at it, major leagues, I feel like, is the UFC. Bellator does have great fighters and stuff, you know, but their undercard's different. If we go to, like, say we go to Fresno, right, you got a, a main card that's on TV, doesn't have to sell tickets, but if you got if you're on the undercard, you most likely have to sell tickets because they any ticket sellers, which is not a bad formula, you know what I mean. Uh, it works for them. I mean, UFC. My first fight, I fought in. I fought in Fresno, my very first fight. I didn't sell any tickets or anything, but man, I I probably sold like, let them know probably like three four hundred people showed up just to watch me uh, fight. My hometown basically came out there to support. Um, oh, that's so awesome. That's the difference between that. Hell yeah!
1: So, is there a lot of like pageantry? in MMA like there was with boxing and no. Do you have like uh, a walkout uh, song?
2: Yeah, my I walk out to uh Juicy by Biggie. Oh that's my that's my favorite part of my favorite song of all time. I walk out to that uh everybody has a thing like my buddy changes his music at his song every time usually to where he's at kind of if he's on the east coast put some east coast stuff west coast west coast you know how do
1: you like mentally prep for this like, um, are you like, I'm going to beat this mother effer's ass? Like, is that what's in your head? Like, are you like, I'm going to, you know?
2: Uh, for me, it's different. I like to compete. I hate fighting. I love to compete. I love the thrill of winning. I love the mm-hmm. thrill of like, you know, as crazy as sound, like you learn a lot when you lose, you know, but you also learn a lot when you win kind of thing. I love that. For me, I can tell you this. I remember, I'll be in the tunnel getting, getting ready to head out, you know, and then my, my brother, be, my brother and his fa- friends are on this side, the other side, I got my My mom and them yelling at me, you know, and I'm like, shit, I'm retarded. Why am I doing this right now? You know, I hear some guy be like, fuck him up, fuck him up. Like, guy, drunk guys yelling stuff at me. And I'm like, dude, that guy's retarded. But I was like, wait, am I dumber? Because I'm fighting for him. Like, I'm a retard. Like, like, shit. Once I get in there, like, the nerves and everything goes away. Kind of go to autopilot. Like, what am I supposed to do? Jump out?
3: Um, For
2: me, I just always get nervous. Like, I try to work everybody. I'm, like, up in the morning running. I run at night. I'm... You're doing as much as I can because I don't like to that feeling to be like, man, I didn't do everything right. But even right. then, when I walk into the cage, I'm kind of thinking sometimes like, shit, did I do everything? Or this guy, did he outwork me? You know, there's always thought when you're going into a battle, things like that. And I kind of just, for me, it's the thrill of winning, the thrill of going out there and showing I'm, I'm better than this guy. Or even just going out there and doing it. Because from fighting, my very first fight, I fought in front, in front of like 10 people in a parking lot in Fresno and behind a pizza parlor <laughs> to going out to be on the pay-per-view, you know, like, oh, shit, like, this is a lot different. All the eyes are on you, cameras right in your face, and it's just like, man, it's, it's, it's different. But for me, it's just, I just, like, go out there and just compete. I like to win.
0: Hey, I think I said Logan Paul. It's Jake Paul, right? Um,
2: uh, it's one of them. I have, like, exactly, exactly. I'm glad
0: you said that, dog, because if, <laughs> if, if, if I knew his fucking name, he'd be important to me. I don't give a fuck about the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what Paul it is. They're both fucking idiots to me. Um, Hey, how'd you feel about Usman getting knocked out? He was on Pat McAfee's show, and he was talking a lot of shit. You know, is this basically a business that it can be anyone, anywhere, anytime? You catch the wrong kick, you're fucked.
2: Yeah, man. Like, So when I fought for the title, best camp I've ever had. Body felt the best. Diet was on point. You know, usually I go into fight week probably about 12 to 15 pounds over. I went in like about nine pounds over, you know. Weight's on point, dive's on point, cardio's on point. Everything feels good. At the end of the day, you're swinging four-ounce gloves, you know. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. You know, like Udman was winning, you know, with 25, 24 minutes of that fight until he got caught with that head kick. Like, it happens. Um, I like what his response, though, was like, hey, champions get caught. And it's true. People get caught. I've seen people dominate fights and just get slept. You know, I was like, oh man, there's no way that should have happened. But it did. The one thing I learned a long time ago was don't make excuses and don't say you got caught. You know? Yeah. You're like, well, that guy just caught me. Well, no, nah, he threw it up there. For me, there's no sense. The guy threw it. There's no lucky thing. You know, the guy, they got through it. You got you got, got, you know? Um, But it happens.
0: You hey, slippers don't gloves. count.
2: Yeah, man. It, it's crazy. It's four ounce gloves. I've seen people. I've seen some crazy stuff, you know. People be winning everything all of a sudden. Last ten seconds, boom, out cold. You're like, oh my god, what happened? It's just, it's not over till it's over.
0: Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, do you plan on changing weight classes ever? Um, i they've asked me, you know,
2: my team because I have a nutritionist. They've asked me, but you know, I, after losing my last fight, I feel like I got some unfinished business. I'm big enough to go up a weight class, but I got to. I have to go out there and win a couple at this weight class, hopefully get a title shot and then go up from there. But I got some unfinished business. I don't like losing. I, I'm People always tell me like, man, like you're so a sore loser. It's like, well, shit. Yeah. Who likes losing? You know Exactly. Like, well, I'm, a, I'm a big old bait. Like for me, after I lose, I put my running stuff on. My team knows not to talk to me for a good 30, 40 minutes. I go, I go, literally, I lose a fight, put my stuff on and go run for 30, 40 minutes before anybody can talk to me because Man, I expect a lot better from my, out of myself. Whether if it's Friday night or anything, like I expect to win everything. And I'm a sore loser. I, I'm super bitter. I'm like, man, I think about that. It haunts me at night. Hard for me to sleep. You know, I, it, it drives me crazy. So I got to unfinish business at 125s. And after this, I get a couple wins, hopefully another title shot. Then I'll move up. But for now, I got to stay there.
0: No doubt. 155 is a tough class too, all right? That's like Bantamweight. What is that?
2: Uh, so it goes 25s, 35s, 45s, and 55s. It goes up by five, by, at 10 pounds, and then randomly it goes from 155s to 170. So man. it's a big old gap. Yeah, man. so it's a big gap. So I'll probably go up to 35s, and then who knows? Probably when I retire, I'll probably be a heavyweight, though, because I love Korean barbecue, man.
0: Oh, That's shit. my go too. I love that shit, too, dog. <laughs> I love that shit, too. Hey, what's so Bantamweight is the next class up?
2: Yeah, so yeah, Bantamweight, 135s.
0: And who is that? That's like Sean O'Malley's deal. Isn't he like blowing up?
2: Yep. Sean O'Malley. Uh, my, one of my good friends, uh, Cheeto Vera, fights in that weight class. Um, he's he's a Latin American kid. He just knocked out Dominic Cruz, head kicked him. Yeah. Uh, my other teammate from uh, Ricky S- uh, Simons on there. uh one thirty-fives. Uh, so I train with those guys. So I know I can hang there, but like I said, I got to finish business.
0: No doubt. No doubt.
1: Is what? there any drama? Is there any like beefing Like, you know, drama in the UFC world, yeah, MMA world, you know what I I mean? Like, Like,
2: I feel feel like it depends on the person. Like, for me, I just laugh. People make try to talk shit to me. I just laugh. I'm like, dude, come on now. We're going to fight each other. Like, why? Like, okay, whatever, you know? There's people that take it to heart. People actually, I've seen people not know the person and be like, I I have to hate this guy to fight him. For me, it's just a job. I get paid to punch you in the face no matter what. Like, if I like you or don't like you. Like I fought one of my good friends, uh, Jusser, I fought one of my, I've known him for ten years, and the UFC's like, "Hey, you want to fight him?" I was like, Let, "Where's the contract? That S- send it." I wrote <laughs> him. I was like, "Look, man, it's business. You know what I mean? I'm trying to feed my family. You're trying to feed your family. If you don't want to take the fight, cool. But I'm not going to turn it down." He agreed to fight. I beat him, and that's just. Th- that I was like, "Hey, winner buys beers. You know? Like, screw it. Like, th- at the end of the day, like, it's I got to support myself and my family." Other people get a little like, oh, I can't find my friend or blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, for me, I'll fight anybody. Sign that line, we're, we're going at it. <laughs>
0: man, that's savage. I like it. That's savage. It's, it's different, though. It's different than playing, like, a, my boy in football in a game that's a team sport. Like, there is no tagging out for you. Like, that's it. There's nah. no tag team partner you can tap out, tag out, none of that. It's it's you, and and you have to look at yourself, right? Yeah, um,
2: that, that's, why, that's why I like it, you know. A lot of uh, – you have to depend on yourself, count be accountable on yourself to get up and run, get up and do the right things, you know? And you know when you did and you didn't do it, you know? That's why, like, there's no, I can't blame this guy for missing a tackle. I can't blame this guy for missing a basket. I can't blame nobody. It's I blame myself. It's all you. Even if the camp goes well, hey, it is what it is. It's on you. Like, there's no point fingers at coaches. Anything is, hey, it's all on me. That's That's why I love this sport.
0: Nah, no doubt. I I, I tell, uh, I think I said it on the f- show before with Sarah. Like, I used to love recruiting wrestlers. Uh, it's my favorite kid to recruit because you guys are solo dolo. You don't have no tap out. You can't go get nobody else to help you get out of anything. It's all on you. And and at the end of the day, man, I used to tell, you know, I tell my teams all the time, like, shit, we win, we learn. We don't lose. You, you win or you learn. And, and, uh, Hopefully, you know, that's kind of how the mentality is with a wrestler in my opinion cuz you you're going to learn. Like right now you're learning, you lost a championship fight, you're trying to get back to that bitch and win that shit and maybe you'll move up then once you you've conquered this step, right? So
2: No, yeah, exactly. No, that's how it is for for wrestling, you know. Yeah, you lose, but you learn a lot. You learn a lot of things from winning winning as well and losing. Uh you learn like I said, I like it just cuz I learn more about myself, what I got inside of myself cuz It sucks. Like there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I've lost before in the past. Like, Hey, this, maybe this is it for me, you know? And then a day later, I'm like, man, what the fuck was I talking about? Like I got a lot (laughs) more left. I got, got, you know, you learn to pick yourself up in spots where no one else can, people can always help you, I guess. Like, Hey man, let's go get a beer. Let's go cheer you up. But at the end of the day, it's a lot inside of the person. Like it's a lot inside of me. Like I got to pick myself up before anybody else can pick me up. Yeah. I can put on a, a, you know, a poker face, be all happy, drink a beer, you know, but it's all on the inside, man. Like, you know, I lost a fight. Friends and family come. I, like, I put a smile on. I'm like, hey, I'm okay. But deep down inside, that shit hurts, you know? Right. You don't fucking be there by yourself. And it takes time. People don't understand that. People think, oh, you'll be fine, you know, a day or two later. It's like, no, nah, it sticks with you for a while, you know? And then once you start getting that rhythm back. But like I said, you learn about it. You learn about yourself and what you can go through and, and get past.
0: Nah, no doubt. What what what's in your future, man? What do you? How, how long can you see yourself fight? You've been fighting eleven years, you said.
2: Yeah, I started. So I did my first amateur fight in 2010, and I turned pro in 2011. And shit, I'm th- I started when I was 18. I'm 30 now, so I've been doing this wow. 12 years. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I got I got a couple good years. I have probably like four or five years left in me. You know, I'm, I just turned 30, so hitting hitting my prime. Um, for me, I'm I'm opening up. Uh, you know i'm very smart with my money i'm a people my family calls me mr Krabs cuz i am <laughs> a penny pincher i hold on to everything uh, i'm o- i'm opening up a couple businesses i i say ibo also i say ibo out here uh, i um oh my god those orange. are
1: my favorite
2: yeah i say i say republic <laughs> so i'm opening one up it should be open uh third week of september uh where, where at? and and orange the city of orange okay right yeah, in, yeah. Uh, um, Right next to the Anaheim Stadium, probably like a two miles away from there. By the block. So, op- yep, right next to the block. Seven, seven uh, minutes away from the block. Okay. So opening up right there, uh, you know, trying to get things going because obviously got a son now. I want to set his future up. I don't want him to work as hard as I did. I still want him to work. I still want him to work hard, not like some of these soft ass kids nowadays. <laughs> but I, I, I no want. Him, I want him to work. You know, I want him to. You know, I have a better life than I did. I had a great life. My mom did a lot for us, you know, but I want it easier. I see my mom struggle and I'm like, man, I don't want my son to be in that position, stuff like that. So I'm trying to invest myself, invest in different companies, get myself going and uh, go from there, man. Uh, open one up, hopefully within two years, get a couple other locations and go from there. What
0: are you going to name it?
2: Uh, so I bought into a franchise called ossey Republic. Um good good franchise to buy into great you know they they don't let everybody in that thing there's only 13 locations i'm the 14th one okay so they're kind of stingy about who they let in yeah and uh and stuff so yeah it's a it's a good it's a good uh way to make some extra money you know let my money work for me
0: nah no doubt i like that shit i I like it um What's your thoughts on uh, on on the Jake Paul and, and Dana White's whole uh, drama? Do you stay out of that type of shit, or do you hear it and see it on the tabloids and be like, "Fuck, man, just go away." I I know.
2: Uh, I I kind I, I stay out of it. I think it's funny, you know, like uh, like the guy's like, "Oh, I want to fight this guy." He's like, "Don't be wrong." Yes, he beat Tyrone Woodley, but Tyrone Woodley, if you look at him before he fought in the UFC, I mean, before he got cut from the UFC, I think he lost like five or six in a row. He mm-hmm. fought Ben Askren. Yes, he's a MMA champion, but he, he fought in, the, in an organization called One and, he, and Bell so Bellator, he won the title there. They didn't want to re-sign him, so he went into this other company called One FC, where their wrestling isn't that great. They're mostly known for like stand up guys. He won a championship there. So the guy the guy's a really good wrestler. I think like a two time All American uh national champ, uh four time all American, something like that, but has no hands. So he beat those guys. He hasn't fought anybody real. Like credible, like I guess in the boxing world. Yeah. So, I kind of just stay out of it. I think it's funny. People are like always oh, like, oh, this guy or this, 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 oh, he wants to make it better for fighters. I'm like, ah, don't be wrong. I guess, but like the the way he's going about it, probably isn't the right way.
0: Are, and the, are, are these big and name the, the guys? Are they Jake Paul, the Conor McGregors, and all these guys that are still? Are they still good for your your sport? Are they? Are, do you need the name for the publicity to get that? bottom line paycheck or is it or is it starting to become more of a uh you know like a mockery
2: um so connor did very well for what he did for mma was he expanded right Like, like he made the sport even bigger which always benefits the fighters underneath him but with with without like jake paul logan paul like we're already getting paid like everybody if you go that like, gets crazy because you can go to a random UFC event because you, you know the name UFC. You don't know who's on the card. But you're like, oh shit. UFC is yeah. in town. Yeah.
3: Like,
0: right. Let's go
2: there. You know, where where like Logan Paul and those guys have to use other people's names. I, I I feel like, you know, like don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people watch cause they want to see them get beat up, but they still have to use other people's names.
0: Right. Where right. like
2: UFC. It's a brand. It's a name. Like, you can go to China and be like, oh shit, UFC is in town. That's right. To
0: you know?
3: So wow. I think
2: I think they Connor did help it a lot by growing, you know, the way it did. Uh looking upon them kinda of really I don't think they really touch it too much. But like I said, UFC didn't done did a good job branding the, the business.
0: Nah, no doubt. What you got a fight lined up yet? Or is it uh are you waiting?
2: Uh, I'm just waiting right now, just waiting. Um we're hoping, you know, December kind of uh, going from there i got a couple of injuries kind of healing up i freaking i tore so i tore something in my eyeball like one of the muscles of my eyeball so Damn. my left eye is uh super dilated and the other one isn't so like everybody's looking, like you okay what are you on i'm like i'm i'm on nothing just my eye that eyeball like the muscle in it actually
1: tears. oh that's crazy
2: so i'm actually yeah i got a got a finger in the eye kind of slid up when i slid up so it kind of Tore uh toward the muscle in there so i'm just waiting for that to heal up uh i mean i'm down to fight but they're like no it's your eyes your eyesight you know well and i've I'm got somebody like, you can fight i, I told <laughs> i told them all the time i don't even like seeing half the people anyways you know what i mean like it's cool just an eye they're just like shut the fuck up you know i'm like all right but yeah i gotta wait for my eyeball to heal up and then go from there
0: hey who uh we got a couple of chat questions man who who is cm punk in the ufc what's your thoughts on him
2: Oh man, he uh, he he wrestled. He did WWE, he came over. I met the guy, he's a super nice guy. I can't say nothing bad about him. It's just hard when you're such a mega star jumping in over to a different sport, right? Because you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get like yeah, you get easier opponents, but you're on the limelight from the very first fight where like I said, I fought my very first fight, I fought in a parking lot in a pizza parlor for like 10 people where his first fight was in the UFC, on a pay-per-view with a sold-out arena. So, it's a, you know, you get a little bit different, uh, you know, a little different feel. I, and he's a really nice guy. Fighting-wise, I really didn't get to see much. Like, he fought lower-level guys, but better than him. I just feel like he maybe if he would have took it a little bit slower, he would have been fine. But when he got in there, it's like, oh, man, I, I think he was shell-shocked.
0: Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Man, look, I know you're busy, man. You're out there. Are you working out today?
2: Yeah, I just got done with one workout. I'm actually going to go meet up with another another coach right now, get another workout in, and go from there.
0: Ah, uh, no doubt. Hey, man, I always appreciate you, brother, being uh, supporting you, man, and I got to come see you fight when you get ready to go down, man. I got to come out there and grab one of those bowls and see you in the OC. O- You're only about an hour from me.
2: Uh, yeah, man, come out. Come out. I'll let you guys know when the opening's at, uh, when we have it. And, then yeah, come out. Come hang out.
0: No doubt. Absolutely. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on, brother. And we'll stay in touch and hook up soon.
2: Sounds good, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it.
0: All right, Alex, thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Alex Perez joining us, UFC fighter. Uh fought for the championship. He's got me
1: all wired up now. I'm like
0: Ooh. Yeah, you ready to go, sir. You ready to go. Hey. Eh? Hey! To no further ado, though, we got a uh, we got a football man in the house, so we got the testosterone raised up and raised up, and we're getting it going in here. So I don't know about all that estrogen, Sarah. We got a lot of we got a lot of men in the house today, so uh, you, you might balance this out. You might balance. So, yeah, this we're out.
1: balancing it now.
0: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce this great man right here. I'm gonna put him in the chat for you guys. Make sure you hit him and follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else. Um, but with no further ado. Charles, what up? What's going on, man? Man, I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, get you situated, get you on the big screen. Uh, Charles Arbuckle, man, NFL veteran, former UCLA Bruin tied in, played for the Colts. Uh, ESPN analyst. Uh, what are you doing now? You calling SEC games, or what are you doing? Oh,
3: man, wherever they send me, you know, I'll call ACC, SEC, Big Twelve. Hell, if, it's, hey, if, if you got, if you were coaching, I come out there. Hey, you know how it is with ball, man. No That's doubt. Shit. If You
0: love ball, you go ball it, right? I got. I think I'm losing <laughs> you. you. To see, uh, man, state playing um, UNC. Let me see. Let me put me? it. Let me make you small again. Oh, there you go. Uh, is, there, is this your weekend? Your first weekend or next weekend?
3: Next weekend. Yeah, I'm home this weekend, and I'll start up next weekend. I have State. They've got uh, UNC coming to visit them, so that'll be a pretty good game.
0: Oh, okay. I think App okay. State's got
3: yeah. has got some some guys that can play, and UNC is trying to figure out if they got a quarterback now with Drake May. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man.
0: No doubt. Sarah's a Tennessee Vol. She's SEC country, so she's down there in uh, Tennessee. You're at where you at? South Carolina.
3: You got I'm me. Charlotte. I, yeah. I, Charlotte. Are I'm you going. in Charlotte? So, okay. I'm, I'm down this way, Sarah. Sarah I, yeah. So Sarah, yeah, I'm in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte
0: now. Got you. I think I'm losing you. Uh, can you can you exit it and come right back in? Yeah, let me do it real quick. I'll be right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think he's got a little service issue. Um. Technology, boy, Sarah. I cannot figure it out. I'm horrible at it, and everybody seems to have it. The government is against us. Um, <laughs> we're
1: not all supposed to be colluding. We're we're talking, and Yeah. Okay. What's
0: going on? We can't. <laughs> like, damn, we can't do nothing. It's crazy. Um. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, Charles Arbuckle though um, was a was a man. He was an idol to me when I was growing up. So I grew up watching him. He was Troy Aikman's main target. Um, Legend, a, yeah, yeah, for a long time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna love to get to talk to him about that and uh, ask him those things. And I'll, I I want to hear what uh, him and Sarah go back and forth about this uh, SEC banter. So uh charles you there you got me yeah i got you guys there you go clear there you go yeah. no i i was telling the crowd i was telling everybody i was like man uh uh are you with are you with dan uh Noka? um Dari. Or Dari, uh, Dari? Uh yeah well
3: darry Dari and i used to do some studio stuff but he is mainly in studio now he'll come out occasionally i got mark neely the first couple of games
0: Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. I had Dari on the show. I,
3: I, yeah, yeah, Dari's a good dude. Yeah, man.
0: he is, Daria's yeah. Good He's good people. He was good, man. I had him on the show. It was nice. Uh, I was telling the crowd here that uh, you were like an idol to me growing up, man. You're Troy, Troy Aikman's were tied in. You were on those great teams with, with all those guys. Um, did you play with Bruce Walker? Yeah, Bruce was a little
3: bit behind me, but I played with Big
0: Bruce, yeah. Let me ask you this, yeah. man. I got to ask you this. I haven't talked to you about this. So, me and Bruce grew up okay. together. I'm younger than him. I'm a little younger, but he was at my office the day he passed away, actually. He passed away a couple years back. Yeah. Um, his son's one of the one of the best high school players in America. Um he uh Tom, Derry Donahue, rest in peace, mm-hmm. came on this bus. You guys were headed to the airport, and and Bruce's ass was late. And he came <laughs> to get him, and Bruce was at my house. And uh, I will never forget it. In Compton, I'll never forget the bus rolled up. And I'm waking Bruce up because I didn't know where Bruce was supposed to be. I was younger. <laughs> and Terry Donahue loved Bruce so much that he picked that cat up on a bus headed to the airport. Was Bruce like that? In, in, he was that guy, huh? Yeah, Bruce
3: was a bad boy. You know, when he when he finally <laughs> figured out how good he could be, he really he really became a great player. And, and you're making me laugh because – you know, that sounds like some slap dick shit that Bruce would do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Coach coach was this way though. If 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 you could play and you showed impetus, he was gonna stay he was gonna stay with you. He wasn't gonna give up on you. I mean, there was a lot of guys when he passed just so recently and we were all back for his memorial service. It was stories that you never knew of the stuff that he did for guys like myself and so many others. I mean it was I mean it was guys from Brother, it was crazy to, to go to that. But when I heard about Bruce passing, I just that, that shocked me because he was he was a happy go lucky kid. And when he finally figured out, you know, he was the baddest dude on the field. He became the baddest dude. He was he was pretty pretty damn
0: good. Nah, no doubt about it. What well, I know, you're a you went to UCLA. You obviously played when it was the Pac-10, obviously, uh, which was great football back then. What you're an old school guy like myself, I think. What's the UCLA USC leaving the Pac-12? Uh, taste in your mouth done
3: you know i hate it for all the you know games that you you, you know you're gonna miss i mean i love going up to UW and playing washington and seattle uh, when you get off the bus they give you a big apple to eat you know it <laughs> was cool it was just cool it was one of those places oregon one of the loudest places even though it wasn't the biggest uh i'm gonna a, I'm miss that as a pack 10 now pack 12 guy but i think hey man when the money is like that I know. Just all about the money. Y'all know that.
1: Do you think it's going to be hard for these kids, though? I mean, to travel up to Rutgers and then you come back and then you may- might have to go to Michigan the next game, like?
3: For, for, not for football. Football is easy because it's just one weekend you go. I worry more so about all the other sports,
1: right? So than
3: football. You know, if you're playing volleyball or basketball or all the non-rev sports, but also do that gym gymnastics. That becomes the issue. That's why I think they're still not done. They have to have two more schools out west, maybe you know, four more schools out west. Yeah. And I would say Stanford, to me, is one of those, like, you can't sleep on Stanford. I don't think you can sleep on Washington and Oregon, even though they say right now they're not interested. They have to have some more schools aligned uh, with those guys. But I agree with you, Sarah. It's going to be tough on the non-ref folks. Football is a little bit easier because you go and then you come back. You can leave. I mean, they right. make all the money, so they'll send them out two days early if they have. Right. I mean, yeah. Coach, you know that. I mean, that, that, that to me is the other sports I think are going to suffer a little bit more than those will. But I'll say this think about in the winter. If you're playing football, those dudes in the Midwest, they want to come out west. They don't want to be playing in the all cold. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what my thing is, Charles. I think yep. a cat from Ohio State is going to be easy bait for me to pick off nowadays in this current landscape, the NIL, the transfer portal. A kid leaves November snowing in Ohio State to come play SC, and nowadays you got coaches poaching the rosters on every team there is anyway, and how easy would that be to say, Hey, dog, we're in December in the Coliseum. It's 85 degrees. You don't want to play in this? <laughs>
1: Hi, am <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. what I like what you just said is so true. When all these staffs have like thirty analysts, right? What are the analyst roles to do? They're sitting there scouting that transfer portal. They yeah. know the J junior college level. They know the high school level. They know where your mama went to school. They know where you went to middle school. They know everything, and they got they, they've already recruited you. So the minute you show any interest, they're on you like fly on state. Like Colonel Tate, right <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, no, I mean, I think if you play it right, USC and UCLA, USC in particular, they've always done a really nice job. I think Chip's now finally figuring out you got to get that transfer portal on. You got to get kids that want to come to Cali. Because, I mean, if you've been out there, you know it's just it's beautiful. It's
0: just beautiful. No, no doubt. What what's your current what's your current take on the what's your take on the current landscape of college football? I mean, the NIL thing, the the transfer portal thing, it seems like we are allowing it more than we've ever we're not coaching it anymore, we're allowing it. Um that's kind of the old adage, what I don't know, man. It's like the NIL deal, I'm all for it. I I, I mean, I, we, me and you missed it, right, by some years, right? We would love it. <laughs> yeah. We would love it. But, like, has it gone too far, and can we reel it back into where there's a hierarchy? Because right now, if 17- and 18-year-olds hold the keys to the car, uh, they're not going to listen to these coaches, and they're going to be looking for greener pastures to be headed out and transfer and looking for the so-called proverbial bag, they call it, right? Um mm-hmm. I just think it's become very, very hard to coach a locker room full of cats that are on a 360 axis looking to get the hell up out of there and because they're not either starting, they're not playing, their homeboys that they went to high school with were were four stars, they're five stars, but he chose to go to Alabama. He's getting redshirted. His boy's at LSU, and I find it more than anything, peer pressure on social media is causing these cats to transfer more than it is anything else
3: well i think coach there's a couple there's so many layers to it i don't think you can reel it in because you don't have like in, in other industries you have like governing bodies right the ncaa has just said basically we're washing our hands of it I've been, a, I've been a pharma for 20 plus years the fda has some semblance of oversight I'm not so it's perfect but with the ncaa if you don't have a commissioner or a person that can head that that's one level the other level is if I'm I'm a pretty smart dude. You are. You guys all are. If I see the coaches doing things like they were able to make money like they've been able to, I'm gonna want that bag too,
0: right? So I think you said it best. You know what, John? I think it's your earbuds.
3: Is it my earbuds?
0: I think they might be. Can you, are you on a phone? Yeah, it's him. Huh. Yeah, I think it's his deal. Um, he can call right back. Um, I think his earbuds are picking up something. Oh, there he is. Um, there he goes. Um, let's see. Yeah, let him get his phone. Um, I think he's got to just turn his phone. Well, Ricky um,
1: Williams, did you see what Ricky Williams said about the the uh, NIL deals? How they need to be put into his into a trust fund uh-uh. until these kids um, graduate.
0: Uh, oh, really? There, there you go. Turn it. Can you hear us? He's like us. He like us with technology. He's
1: like, this is anybody who does all of this for hey. a living is like, this is for the birds.
0: <laughs> hey, he told me too before. He's like, man, I'm horrible on technology. I said, man, me too. Shit. I'm 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 horrible um, with that stuff. Um Really, that's what Eddie. Eddie, you know why though? I can, I can, I I I got a rebuttal for Eddie. Um, You got it, Ricky.
1: Ricky Williams said that, right?
0: All, all kind of
3: technical issues, but we're not going. We're we're the worst. Listen, we're the worst. So, so what I'll say is this: the coaches also are liable because think about all the things they've done and the money that they've gotten, and then you have no control and no. You, I don't know if you're going to get oversight. Unless mm-hmm. it's somebody that comes in and says, look, this is how we have to structure it or make it equitable. Because for so long, all this stuff was done in, in, in the dark. I mean, you've right. been in those recruiting wars, but you, you know what, what was going on. I mean, I grew up in the Southwest Conference era. Right. You know, where the bag was the bag. Man. It was <laughs> yeah. The bag. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you rein it in. Uh, and I think there's a few schools that can control it because they know if they lose a five star, they're going to replace them with the, another five star. The smaller schools that, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the smaller schools are the ones that that end up suffering. So I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. And And if you see if you see a seven billion dollar deal for seven years,
0: I know. ACC, uh, you,
3: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the ACC is getting ready to come up for some, for, for more money. Uh, now, do you
0: guys do, we'll you guys? do you guys in the yeah. in the business like uh, the analysts? Do you reap any of that benefit?
3: Man, come on, please, nothing, <laughs>
0: nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, like
3: PJ not, and not golf. A, not, no, not unless you're one of the, 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 the key top guys and yeah, then that's gonna be where you get that money. But that doesn't come down to us, coach. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it that's, did. That's
0: crazy, man. So look, there's recent news out there about um the college football portion or aspect leaving the NCAA umbrella. Is that is that something real? Can that happen or is that just talk?
3: Well, I think that's kinda of be real if you think about it. If they expand Think about that, how that's going to look, and that's going to also give the college football playoff an opportunity. I think some way, shape, or form, they're going to be running college football before long. Even though it's under NCAA, it really doesn't. I mean, NCAA can't control what's happening in college football, so I think at some point, you know, they'll break away. What was it, 60 teams before? Is it going to be 40 teams? Is it going to be – you know, I don't know the number, but I think there there will be – uh a sector where college football becomes more what we always know it is the feeder system to the nfl
0: nah no doubt no doubt yeah 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 sarah's out in south florida and they're having a huge storm so she's she's yeah. struggling too everybody's technology screwed up um <laughs> listen man i gotta ask you something let me see if she's back yeah you, you back sir okay. um let me ask you something you got yeah. it sir
1: yeah i think i'm back
0: uh Tell the fans, Charles. You got. I want you to tell mm. the fans because I go. I, I go back and forth with these this quarterbacks discussion and stuff with all these mm-hmm. guys, and they always want to talk about this guy and that guy, and uh, And I'm like, and I'm a huge. I, I want you to tell everybody h- how damn good Troy Aikman really was. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize. Well, well, well I'll, I'll
3: say that. I mean, I'll just tell you the story when we first found out we were getting them. You know, you don't have all the stuff you have now guys you right. didn't have like all the social media so you, you just heard you're gonna get a dude that was 6'4 about 225 230 that could could spin it right right so when you hear that you assume well maybe he's one, and he's about 210 and he yeah right. he'll be a good player right when that cat came on the on the field man Reggie Moore and I saw him first he was out there throwing on the side and I was like damn, boy, we done made it good now. You could see he could spin it. He could do, you know, make all the throws and he was real athletic. And I think the biggest thing with Troy is, you know, he's quiet, but you knew when, when he was pissed and you knew when he was happy, but it seemed like he was always even killed. And the thing that I loved about him is that, you know, if he was wrong, he was, hey, bub, that was my bad. I got you. Yeah, uh, And I think that's why he's always been able, wherever he's been, he's been been able to play at a high level because guys want to play with him, and he works his ass off. That was the thing. And he came back between his first year in the league and going to a second year. He came back to work out, you know, just throw the ball around and do some stuff on, on campus. You know, maybe he had autograph signing or something, but he was there for a couple of weeks, so we worked out together. And he said, man, if they can get me a line, I'm telling you. With the guy and and I knew those guys that yeah. he was talking about. He said Michael Irvin was, was yeah. there, and he said we got some guys that can play. But he said just a matter of if we can get it going, and That's that was before they got on that run. Even when he was struggling, yeah, up. But one I'll in fifteen this, you know, here,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But the one thing with him that made him so good is that he knew how to he knew how to just make everybody else better, and he was just always one of those cats that just uh you wanted to play hard for and you wanted to play with because you know he put you in position to make plays
0: now who was that so was was flipper there
3: flip was there my sophomore year then flip flip was a senior when i was a sophomore then we had reggie moore mike far uh dave keating i mean we had a bunch of other guys at the receiver position but then you know uh flip was there as a senior him and paco craig i mean we had a bunch of Bunch of dude, bunch of Cali dudes, yeah, yeah. and then My, young guy like J.J. Stokes and Sean LaChapelle. They Sean were LaChapelle, puppets. I was about to ask, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 But it, yeah. it, you say those names and I'm tripping right now. I'm like, damn, dog, that, that's when UCLA had <laughs> dudes going to the league like crazy, <laughs> like they had more dudes in the NFL than anybody, and we already knew they had the NBA locked up. So like, yeah. UCLA was well, a powerhouse.
3: Well, I think the thing is, you just said it when we used to go to our games. It wasn't like SC was the only show in town. I mean, all those young guys right. that were coming up that were rappers or movie stars, you go on our sideline, they were all there. Yep. Yeah, it was it was no, like the UCLA-USC game when it was either at the Coliseum or for us, both sidelines were full of people. Yeah, and, and it was right, like, really, even though the Raiders were in town, we were still the show because we were both really yep. good at that time. Uh, and it's changed. I mean, they don't have the same ballers that, I, you know, I, I hope that they're starting to turn that corner. Yeah, And I know they paid Lincoln Riley a whole lot of money, so they're going to be good on the outside. I don't know about right. the interior line and D-line. Right. I, I'm not sure if they're going to be good. But but you were right, Coach. We had some we have some dudes that could, could go get it.
0: Man, you guys had dudes. Uh, but what's Lincoln your, what's your Riley, SEC? this
1: is how I feel about Lincoln Riley real quick. Oh, yeah, go. He has mm-hmm. never had to Fuck really them. build. He's just inherited things. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. he's had to stack a roster. He's inherited it all. So how do we know that he really has what everybody is assuming?
3: Well, I'll say this, Sarah. He was, he was really good at East Carolina, and, and he was the offensive coordinator there. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's what he is. And, Coach, you can relate to this. His, his mind for recall and some of the things that he can call. He, he's got some of the things he does when you watch on tape. Even if you don't have super talented guys, they become better because of him. Now it's gonna be interesting to see. Now I'll say this, they got a lot of talent at USC on skill position. But that's mm-hmm. not a UCLA USC offensive line, and that's not a USC defense the last right. couple of years. So that to me is gonna be telling. And to your point, now you're gonna be exposed because you're gonna be in a conference where you got some dudes that you're going to have to play, and you're not going to play in nice weather. You're going to play in some bad weather. You're going to have to play. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to compete against UCLA as well to, for recruits, and you're going to have – Ohio State ain't going to take no day off on you. And anytime you come show up as USC, they're going to be ready to uh, kick you in the mouth. No, so, no doubt. We'll we, got,
0: we got a guy in the chat, Joe. He's from Oklahoma. He, he, he said uh, Troy should have never left OU. I think, I think Joe is very confused on uh, what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. <laughs> um, so, I, Joe, so you don't no know choice. what you're talking about on this one. Leave the football to me on this one. So, I grew up with Jamel Holloway, by the way, Charles. So, you know, I coached Jamel's son. I know Jamel well. Aikman was leaving because Jamel fucking Holloway was a fucking freak of nature. So, coach, I had coach, a th-
3: Jamel. Jamel Holloway was the baddest dude that could run the option.
0: I'm not. And Barry Bear Switzer out. was running option, coach. They were going to throw the ball around. That's why Aikman left, not because he got hurt. <laughs>
3: Come well, on, man! They 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 gave him they, they threw the ball maybe twenty five times when Troy was there, right? Yeah. And then as soon as he got hurt, yep, they went straight back to options. Hell they yeah, they crown. did. I'm gonna tell y'all, I've never seen a dude that could do the things with the ball that Jamel could do. And then and then he would come out with a with a meat coat <laughs> in Oklahoma and hundred
0: degrees. Hey, I'm gonna tell crazy. you like this: <laughs> I grew up with Darian Hagan and Jamel Holloway. Oh, and those man. are the two baddest brothers I've ever seen run option in college football. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just telling you, Jamel was different. And Jamel was a little older than Darian and myself. But uh, I think Darian came out and, I mean, Jamel came out with 85, I want to say, or 84. <laughs> um, you know, right, Banning High School right here in, Car- in Carson. And Darian was at Lock and Watts. And, you know, we that's when it, that's when Oklahoma... Uh, Nebraska, Colorado, we're all yeah. we're all pillaging LA kids, and that, those three yeah. programs were powerhouses, and they all had LA kids.
3: Well, and I'll tell you this: all of those schools you just mentioned recruited me, and they all were recruiting Texas. You know, I'm from Houston, yeah. and the minute the Southwest Conference started going down, those schools were like, "No, nah, we're gonna go get some of that talent too." So. I agree with you, man. Those were some talented dudes. Colorado would re- would recruit those kids
0: hard too. But but let me ask you, uh, you yeah. where are you
3: from, Beaumont? I grew up in Beaumont. I was born in Beaumont, but I grew up in Houston.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I know Terry lived down there for for recruiting. He started going heavy down there, right? You got you got who? Uh, you got the running back? Uh, who was it? Ball.
3: Uh, Eric Ball was from up north, but uh, you're talking about. Uh, Kevin Williams, Kevin Williams. down there. Yeah, myself, Freddie Gilbert, Pat Bates, uh, Reggie Moore. I mean, it was a pipeline of guys. That, and I think we they still kind of do it. But yeah. Brian Jones, who ended up transferring yeah. back to Texas. Yeah, BJ. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, man, we had so many dudes from home that they were, and we were actually when we got there, we started
0: recruiting more because they were like, right.
3: man, how you like it out here? You, 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 yeah. bring, you man, you know, yeah. you bring somebody out there to Cali.
0: <laughs> hey, the best recruiters are the players. Shit. Man, best recruiters man. are the yeah. players on the roster. People don't realize Donahue was so heavy. and, and He was a, one of the first ones on the West Coast going out there in the Pac-10 to Texas because mm. I don't know why Arizona and Arizona State weren't heavily doing it more when they're closer, but yeah. I think Terry was like, screw it. I'm going to go over there, and we're going to dab into Texas, and I think you guys were so, so loaded. Tell Sarah, I'm curious on your take here, the SEC uh, – yeah, you're familiar with ACC, SEC a little more than us on the mm-hmm. West now. What what do you look forward to seeing this year? You, you think any surprises? I, I know I know. Sarah's uh, in love with Tennessee and what Heupel's doing. I think he's got some things. He's got the West Coast quarterback yeah. here, Nico going there, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all these things. Mm-hmm. Do you see anybody surprising an Alabama or Georgia this year?
3: I, I wish I could say I, I did see that, but – Alabama has done such a good job, not only recruiting, but in the transfer portal, you know, picking guys off there. So it makes it difficult. Georgia's going to still be good, even though they've lost a lot of talent. I think they'll still be really good. Their defense has to improve. And, you know, I mean, they're going to play well on offense. I think the big thing for me is, you know, a team like Florida, you know, how can Florida start to make any kind of semblance of a run with all the talent that they've recruited, but they haven't played to that talent level. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, there, there are a couple other teams that I think that could, could do some damage. You know, the big thing with the SEC is who's mm. going to surprise you. Kentucky, I think, is going to be a, you know, they're going to they're battle people. And it depends on the schedule, too. a and I don't think, is ready yeah, to take schedule. that next step. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to take the next step. But I, I do like what Josh Heupel is doing in Tennessee, and I think they're doing a much better job recruiting, uh, which had fallen off for a long time. But to, to answer a long way, Alabama and Georgia, I think, are still the class of the and SEC. Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's that, not going to be South
1: with, Carolina. <laughs> I don't think so. Well,
3: I'm, I'm going to tell you this with South Carolina. Spencer Rattler is going to make a difference because South Uh, Carolina has never had a quarterback.
1: No, he's He's average, best at average, I think so. He's like, you know who he reminds me of? (laughs) He reminds me of, because here's why, it's his decision making. And he reminds me of Jarrett Garantano. Oh
3: huh, yeah, you know I, think I, he, I just do he's, he's, hes a much better player than Jerry Antone, I don't opinion. know. But I don't this. think
1: I don't think Shane Beamer either is the coach for him. <laughs> Shane Beamer is trying to be on the team so badly.
3: Coach, hey, so, <laughs> so she, she she can't take away her her uh, Tennessee roots. Listen, yeah, they, ha- <laughs> they they were playing they were playing a guy like me off the streets. He was a fourth string guy that was a a GA that they they had to put in there.
0: So if
3: Spencer can't play better than him, yeah, they don't deserve to win, okay?
0: (laughs) They sure was, dog. They was playing a GA. Hey, even you go back to Spurrier, though, he had, like, Lopez, and they haven't had a quarterback in South Carolina fuck forever. No, no, that's what I'm saying. How do you not have one there?
3: Well, uh, Connor Shaw was a really... He was a tough, tough player, but he wasn't a great quarterback. I mean, that to me is... One of those things, to you, to your point, why can't you go find a guy that can spin that ball?
0: I mean, there's guys transferring left and right that are going to all these, yeah. like, you know, you get, you're you getting guys in, like, Memphis and shit. Like, you telling me you can't get a guy in South Carolina, like a SEC school with resources? I, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, I, it's coaching, too. I
1: mean, you have to look at all the changes that we've had in the SEC with coaching.
0: Yeah, no doubt. That's yeah, true. good point. Yeah, Fair enough. True. What games are you looking forward to calling this year? Most excite, uh, at least what what excites you the most? It don't matter, or you don't know yet.
3: Yeah, I don't really know yet. I mean, I only have the first couple of weeks filled out. So once the, you know, once they start kind of getting into conference play, I think it'll, it'll, it'll get a, it'll get a little bit more interesting. Nice. I'm interested in that first week though. UNC and at at Boom uh, against App State. That's going to be a good game.
0: Now do you, uh, it's going to be
3: one of those under the radar games, I think, mm-hmm. early on.
0: Yeah, Apps came a far away from FCS to now. You know, D2 to FCS beat Michigan, and now yeah. they're they're beating teams that I'm just like, dude, that's – I don't know. I kind of want to hear your take on this one. Um, yeah. App State, right, they become this mm-hmm. – they become a a, a, a Division one school, and oh, just yeah. a few years ago, they were an FCS school that beat to Michigan, and everyone's like, okay. I think football and basketball as well now with the transfer portal. I just think football is so watered down, like – there isn't more than six to eight teams that I could think of that that, that are going to beat you every week. I think an App State can beat most of any Power 5 schools in the country, just like Coastal Carolina, just like BYU. I think these schools can shock you any given day because of the portal and how watered down the camaraderie of the locker room is now at the bigger schools that we once, once feared. Now that everyone's on equal playing ground, people are like, shit. BYU's like shit. We'll go in Alabama and give you all you want because of that. Yeah. But besides the Alabamas yeah. and Georgias, maybe Clemson if they're back, Ohio State. I think you can beat a lot of these teams. Can beat any of these, any, any anyone else on any given week. And, and do you yeah. think that's because of the transfer portal, or are you are you just more like uh, it's just the uh, the level of talent?
3: I think it's the transfer portal, but I also think how App State came up to Division One, how they got to FBS and stayed true to their roots, and then kept moving and played in the conferences like a Sunbelt that's given them an opportunity to grow, but not move too fast, because you've yeah. seen it the other way where schools move up and they, they're they not very good because they, they they lose some of that. You know, and I think we, we might see it, that's a good, good think about it on the West Coast. The only way the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whatever it's gonna be last is if they get off their high horse and stop talking about academics and think Fresno State, Boise State, San Diego State, you know, open, because you, you, you only have a limited amount of schools on the West Coast. Yeah. And if they've been perimeterly good in football, you better be looking at them. Yeah. So, no, I, I think App has just done a really nice job of Jerry Moore was there for a number of years, Sean Satterfield. When Satterfield left, Sean Clark has come in. You know, they, they've done a really nice job of just staying true to their roots. And I think that's, to me, what you have to do if you're going to make that move from FCS to FBS? Yeah, nah,
0: no doubt, no doubt. I, yeah, what are you hearing any rumblings about these this new power deal they make? The, the, whether it's the SEC creating this Big South or whether it's Ohio State and the Big North bringing USC and UCLA with them? Are, are they? Do you see that just being four big power conferences and everyone else is basically going to end up being damn group of five? I mean, that's because I could see a Vanderbilt getting booted out of the SEC just because they can't win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they're playing <laughs> yeah. in Memphis's league next, you know it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah, relegation, right, like in yeah. soccer. No, I, I mean, I, we've heard for so long that there were going to be, you know, four super conferences. But it seems like the Big Ten and the SEC have laid the gauntlet down. So you'll have the the P2 and everybody else trying to, get some scraps i don't think they can only be two power conferences but i just think those two have just right out front kind of they're leading the pack right now so it it, man this this is a crazy time you know we got all that (laughs) stuff to talk about and then we got the game to talk about so i'm for me it's great i'm sure for you guys y'all can do this every single day
0: all week all day every day (laughs) man it's crazy you're right man you got you does it make it harder for you to call a game, though, uh, knowing that the roster's changing every five minutes and you're like, damn, this kid just transferred into portal." I I, I was studying this kid, and now, you know, I don't really know much about him because he came from damn Memphis to a Power 5 school and is playing. Um, yeah. Does it change anything, or are you just up to date per week?
3: I just do it per week, and, I mean, I watch enough film like I would if I, if I was playing or coaching. So the thing is, I know at a certain point, kids can't transfer so it's locked right the rosters are locked at that certain point then once the offseason happens that's when I I pay attention but it's too hard man because you got guys moving everywhere but once I know who who are going to be out there who's getting dressed I can look at film and say okay they plug this guy in for that guy and just Let's go, you know, call ball. I mean, that's no that's the thing for me, Coach. It, it's it's calling ball. I mean, no so we've been doing it all our lives, right? And,
0: and, and I love this guys like you calling it that actually played it, that actually – coached it so you you dabbled yeah. into coaching you were with the uh the yeah. A- alliance league that spring league yeah uh you were oh, coaching man. them Are, were you messing around with the usfl at all or xfl or any, any, any interest you know I, I thought about it but after the
3: way that deal ended for us i said oh. no nah, i'm not fooling with that <laughs> you, you can burn me one time but you'll <laughs> get me again but i'll tell you i had so much fun man i, I know what your coaching bug is like and i know all those guys <laughs> why they get it because it Man, when you're able to help dudes get better and see them improve and win games, ain't nothing like winning.
0: No no doubt.
3: That's a great feeling.
0: There ain't. Especially when you've been there, done it, and you're trying to tell a kid, like, listen, man, experience is is you can't equate it. There is no, Mm -hmm. we've been there, done that. Listen to what the hell we're saying, and you will feel it. You will taste it. You know, that's the great thing, and not – and you really only get through to one of them sometimes, and it's a yeah. it's crazy how you you thrive to get through to all of them, but you can't save them all, man. They they just can't be saved, so it's it's unfortunate. But uh, before you get out of here, what's your take yeah. on how do you see the USFL and the XFL two leagues playing simultaneously underneath the NFL's huge conglomerate umbrella? Do you see it sustaining? No league has ever done it, like you just said. Um, but is there enough talent to have two damn leagues that, that are basically eighth-string NFL guys? Well, I, I think here's
3: the thing. You know as well as I do, the guys that make it on practice squads or on scout team or don't really get to play in the NFL, they don't get a chance to be themselves. Right. So the minute they get to come to a place where they can practice and work, it. we saw guys that, from our league that ended up making it because they just had a chance or maybe they were – injured for too long and couldn't get healthy. It was just a lot of different factors. Or they just said, look, I know this is my last shot. I'm going to make the most of this shot. And you're starting to see it with the USFL. The thing for me is the NFL has to buy into it. If the NFL doesn't buy into it, they won't last. And that's been the problem in the past. And I think if the NFL can do that, guys, um, it, 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 to me, it bodes well, because I see a guy like Turpin, who takes a return, yeah. kickoff, and a punt return back to the house. Yeah. He just wants a chance. And he, he, that kid can play. Yeah. He was—he did some stuff in school that probably got him in trouble, yep. and that's why he's in the USFL. But if he now pays attention, his ass is going to be on Sundays. He's going to be playing on Sundays yeah. a lot.
0: <laughs> I think they took a QB, too, or something. Somebody got a yeah. QB out yeah. of there. Hey, yep. I, I, so. I'm all for the chances and opportunities for these cats. I, I mean, I hope to see another league. I would love to see some spring football at the pro level, you know, along with mm-hmm. – yeah watching spring ball at alabama only or 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 you know oh it would
1: give us something to do on the off season too my goodness fill that gap up
0: yeah i mean right now it's a dead period we just came out of dead period like damn there's nothing to watch you can't bet on nothing you Mm -hmm. can't watch nothing it's like (laughs) now we're finally in football season coming up this week you know what i mean so uh, i'm excited to see what happens man but Man Charles I appreciate you coming on man you've always uh, you're always a real dude man and I, and uh, it's always it was great watching you grow up man uh, watching you play and, and being a part of this growing up right here being a UCLA guy was born at UCLA Medical Hospital so uh you know I knew, really I knew all those stuff. guys man so um it's always good hearing those stories when I especially I tell the Troy Aikman stories how accurate he was and guys that I know wow. played with them unbelievable man. coach
3: coach you could put it through some thing The only other guy that I, that could spend it. A- like that, I played with. I mean, Dan Marino was on another level, but uh, Jeff George, oh, is yeah. another guy in practice, not in the
0: game. In yeah, the like it that, factor but... Troy had the it factor though, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to have that, that too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, well, man, hey, good, good I appreciate you, you man.
0: I appreciate right. you coming Thank on, you. brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all have a good one. Thanks. All right, uh, okay, shout out to Tom, got...
1: he's amazing.
0: Yeah, Charles is good, dude. He does good, dude. He does good. He calls games. So if you guys haven't listened to him, call games. Go find out where he's at. He'll call the SEC, ACCs, calls all those games all year long. He does a hell of a job um, growing up in Texas. And then he comes out to UCLA. So uh, he was on some great UCLA teams. I'll tell you right now, UCLA was loaded. I wish you young cats in the group really knew. <laughs> how good UCLA was. They had more guys in the NFL for a long time. They had great – we're not even talking about guys on defense. Their defense was absolutely loaded. And then when Bob Toledo took the program over, um, when Terry Donahue resigned, Bob Toledo took over, and people don't realize they beat USC nine years in a row with Bob Toledo, and they had guys like Cade McNown and, um, you know – all, all these big-time players, uh, they had a dual-headed Heisman at running back. Uh, they had Gaston Green, Eric Ball back in the day with that team that Arbuckle was on. So it was it was uh, interesting to hear those takes. Uh, Sarah, what up? So got you got to get out of here in a few this, minutes.
1: This guy, Joe, I've got to set him straight. Like
0: Joe Accord. Like, he's, he's a meteorologist. He does weather. He's been loyal. He's always in the show. He's in well, Oklahoma. He's in Oklahoma, so give it to him.
1: He needs to stick to weather. Okay, buddy? <laughs> because let me tell you something. Shane Beamer is a bitch. So first of all, he's trying so hard to, to be a member of the team. Let, let, I mean, let's put it as it is. Secondly, uh, Christian, do you have that graphic? that I sent of uh, the Tennessee South Carolina game when they're down and Shane Beamer is on the sideline celebrating that they finally got a touchdown.
0: Oh, I don't know. I think yeah, it was I like, think see, I think it was, if you put it in there, I don't know if you put it in there or not. Um, oh, okay.
1: Well, you will never see Nick Saban or anybody celebrating like that when you're down that much.
0: Hey, that's, that's, that's good. Yep,
1: there it is. 38 to 7. <laughs> there it is. And he's so excited. No. No.
0: That is a great... Po- That's some shit JB would do. That I would do. I hate to use myself in third part person. That was some shit that I would do right there. Because that is a great point out to a lot of folks. 38 7 and you're celebrating. I would be And like, you're celebrating. You gotta be shitting me. If I would ever do that, unbelievable. Um, That is crazy as hell. I... I got to show something though, Lucy, all the Texas folks in the, in the room, (laughs) Sarah, this is some slapdick shit right here. I don't know if you've seen this, but public Public full nudity, forced eating of Oreos covered in hot sauce and shit, lap dances and throwing hot sauce and likely shit led to hospitalization of 21 Alamo Heights football players getting suspended. So we're still living in this hazing day. I, 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 I'm torn right now, Sarah. So hazing stopped because I think we became so soft. So now I'm starting to see hazing again, but it's starting to become, it's, it's like a stupid hazing, but I'm kind of like happy that some people are still fucking with people in that regard. But at the same time, it's like, Holy shit, you're doing some stupid ass shit. And Lucy's here and she's in the house and, and, uh, and 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 I got to be honest. Texas is a shit show right now, Lucy. What's going on? I don't get it.
1: That's like frat boy hazing.
0: Yes, yes. I yes. mean,
1: you don't see I
0: Yes, I First agree.
1: First of all, I don't think you're hard if you're joining right. a frat and you're being hazed by dumb shit like that. You're not hard, you're a pussy. Yes. You like are. nobody's going to be doing that shit to me.
0: You are. I we got to we got to talk about this. Uh, the what they who they call the punt god or whatever. He's actually right up the street oh, from god. me. San Diego, California, right up the street. Um you know, this kid here, uh, Matt Areza, been accused of gang raping a girl. The problem I have is, Sarah, it happened a year ago. The bill signed him. He's in a facility in the NFL for a few months now. And now some stuff has came out about him. And and, and he's already admitted to having sex to a seven, with a 17-year-old, whether it was permissible or not. He had sex with a 17-year-old as a 21- or whatever, 2-year-old. Um, and I, I get it. It's still sickening. It's kind of sickening. You're, she's 17, a senior in high school. Um, it happened right here in San Diego, uh, along with some other teams.
1: But he didn't, like, I mean, he that gang rape.
0: Yeah, that, that's I don't know enough about it to comment on the whole thing. I don't know all that, but apparently, yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, right. So, so I, this is shit. my deal. Yeah.
1: Don't be an idiot. If you have these opportunities in front of you, don't be an idiot. Why are you? You know, don't participate in any, any of this shit because it's going to come out. It's going to bite you in the ass. So obviously, he's a shit bag. I mean,
0: yeah, to say the least. Um, right. he's a shit bird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently he has, there's text messages that say that he, um, supposedly, okay. She okayed it and he, and all this shit. And I'm just like, but the, but it really wasn't, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, to say the least. I got, I got to ask your opinion on this though. And we're going to go right back to this banter. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dwayne Wade, if you guys haven't seen, his (laughs) wife was walking uh, around. Her nipples are hard, okay? We're going to point that out. Her nipples are hard. Uh, Jimmy Butler said, well, damn, in caps. And Dwayne Dwayne Wade said, put well, damn, in caps on my wife's photo again, and you're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly is like... Jimmy Butler basically said that escalated quickly. Point noted. I'm still coming to the barbecue. Um, I don't know if that's all fun and games or not. I, I think it's, I think Dwayne Wade got mad. But who's wrong, Sarah? The girl for rocking the nipples hard. We already talked about it. So I know your take on this. Here, here's my whole debate. This is all I want to say. I think that. Um, if you rock nipples hard and you're a beautiful woman, you're a beautiful woman and you do it um, and you you just have to understand like me and Wido said, you have to understand, you're going to get that response. And if and my thing is if she didn't post it, you wouldn't have Jimmy Butler's response. Now, if you did post it, you have to understand as Dwayne Wade that it's going to come out. You're going to have comments like this. So, the comments by by him, though, are also a little weird, right? Because if that is your boy or if that's your girl, your homegirl or whatever that you know through Dwayne Wade, it's kind of weird that you are going to comment on something like that. But at the same time, if she don't post it, there is no comment. So, it is what it is. I don't know. Was it a model shoot? Was it this? Is it making her money? So now, is it different? I I don't know. It's just weird. It's I know that's old picture. That's a couple years old, but it's resurfaced, and I just wanted to touch on that and ask.
1: I, okay, so the amount of comments that I get on my posts from, from people that you wouldn't expect it to be from, for example, like my husband's boss was on there one day, and he's like, oh, hey, looking good. We haven't talked to you in years, and you were his, my husband's boss. Like, now you're following me, and you're looking at these pictures. Damn. But- but you don't see my husband on there being like, right, "Hey, right. I'll kick your ass for commenting on my wife's picture." Right. Just think that if that's playful banter, cool. But my husband has never commented on on anything in that way because he's not insecure. Yeah, and he knows what's out there, and he's proud of his woman, so he doesn't really give a shit. You know, it doesn't it doesn't bother him at all.
0: But he also has but, to trust you. He also has to have that trust. Right, yeah, right. You're not and out there, I, you know, doing some shit just because the perception or the persona or the perceptions reality out here now, especially you got right. these weirdos in your DMS. You got these weirdos commenting. I would, but she's to-
1: hot. Who cares if she posts that?
0: Yeah. I mean, Hey, I, I, I'll be honest. If I was your man, I would have a, I would be looking at some shit like, fuck, I gotta fucking kill some motherfuckers. today. <laughs> I, I don't know. It'd be hard. I, I'm just saying, your man is a fucking... Your man, shout out to him. <laughs> your man... Matt is his name. A oh, man. Yeah. Matt is a fucking trooper. I'm going to be honest. Hey, uh,
1: but he... I mean, Matt laid down the law, like, right when we met. He beat the shit out of my ex-boyfriend. Oh, well... So, shit. nobody fucks with Matt.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what I'm talking about. Shit. Hey. It is what it is. I, my thing is, like, people do their... Dwayne Wade has to be insecure. I think he's scared. He's got a kid that's kind of a made up human. He's got all these different <laughs> issues going on. And, like, it's like, fuck, man. I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird shit. Um, but they're super you know.
1: lib too, right? Aren't they like in this, like, letting their kid pick their gender type of deal?
0: Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I think they're like the Will Smith type of deal and Jada Pinkett. I think they're swingers. I think there's some other shit going on. Um, After this kicker's news uh, dropped, uh, the Browns immediately signed him for a (laughs) four-year $250 million. That is pretty fucked up right there. I just thought that was pretty funny. No, this is not true. I'm thinking this is not real, but I thought it was pretty funny. Everybody that does some shitbird activities, the Browns are seemingly uh, signing. Um, The internet's undefeated, man. I gotta be honest. The internet is fucking undefeated. It's crazy how that operates. Um but I don't know, man. That's pretty crazy right there how they show that. Um I wanted to bring this up. Trey Lance looked fucking horrible yesterday and they lost to the Texans in a preseason meaningless football game. Meaningless football um, game. <laughs> after you saw Aaron Donald hitting everybody with the helmet, Sarah Holy your shit, take?
1: that's bad.
0: What is your take though on these NFL teams practicing against one another in not in the game but they're practicing against one another um before their actual scrimmages uh i don't think it should happen in nfl i think i wouldn't want to show you anything a little less my roster and what it looks like but we're already going to play a preseason game why do i need to practice with you all week and now you got a preseason game coming up and now, how do you know there's not a motherfucker out there ready to headhunt your ass or do some shady shit to you? Um, I don't. I wouldn't do it. I don't like no, it. No. And
1: honestly, like, a way to show me more so that this is a business and it's not real. You know what I mean? Like, stop making business decisions and let these let it be what it is. It's supposed to be football, and it's not anymore. It's just a calculated how do we make money off of this how do we do this now i, I there should be no joint practices or anything like that that's yeah I, stupid
0: to me it's like giving away the fucking goods i just couldn't do it um what's your take on this deal i know you saw this and uh north carolina gay pride <laughs> event slammed over video of child on a stripper pole um they put child abuse on there um I've been seeing it with all the made-up humans. We've been seeing it. Uh, we got these folks in, in Denny's fucking sh- putting on shows for little kids. Uh, I think it's grooming. Mm-hmm. I think it's a grooming mechanism. But without getting too far in depth, what is your take on that deal? Because uh, these kids don't know what a poll is.
1: Nope. My kids don't. Um, but I just don't understand the hypocrisy. I'm a mom that does OnlyFans, and my kids have no idea what that is. And there's a light switch. I mean, it's turned on and off. Yet I'm a bad mom, and then we've got this shit going on,
0: man. Hallelujah. And we've
1: like this is outrageous to me.
0: How? Ah, there's no
1: way that is acceptable. That's that's that is child abuse. It's sexual, like almost molesting of a child because you have them up there on a pole with you. What in the world?
0: What? You saw the video earlier. I saw your comment on Twitter. You saw a video of oh. a female talking about offensive line play. I immediately retweeted it to Matt McChesney and Adam, who we had on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Old lineman, right? And they uh, they actually blasted her just like I did. Uh, and then you come out and say, yeah, my tits are too big to be a, to talk sports, but you can do what you do and talk and think that you're replicable. And right. Uh, that's the hypocrisy too.
1: I like as a woman in this industry, I'm never going to act like I know what coaching is or I know what playing is. I am a fan. I have knowledge of the sport. I know things, but I also have a certain level of intelligence and common decency to know where my place is. And these women are put in these positions, but they're only put in this position because it's not because of their knowledge. It's not because of who they are. It's because they they fit the mold, kind of like we were talking about yesterday, um, the image. and And that's what you have out there is these women that are fitting the image enough to talk about sports that have done everything the right way, but women like me who have big boobs or... Look a little, like, you'll never see a woman that looks like me on ESPN, ever. Never.
0: Yeah, you're right. Or that
1: talks like me, ever.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, even the the black women that get on, there's been beautiful women. I, I know Carrie Champion personally. She's from California. She was on there, and even ESPN became so woke for even her, she got out. Right. Um, and then you've seen, like, other women on and there. And Tracy
1: Wolf, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, there's other women on there, but even them, they're not... They're not you. Like you said, like they couldn't handle, they couldn't handle Kelly. Right. So like, and Kelly's beautiful woman and she's on there and she's boisterous. She's going to talk shit. She's going to speak her mind. They won't hire that man. It's crazy.
1: She's very strong and upfront about things and she's very knowledgeable. Yes. I mean, but they're not going to have somebody like that on there. That's why I said, you know, Alyssa Lang gets this job with Paul Feinbaum. And, and, and I'm not going to minimize her success. Great for her. But is she the best person for that job? No.
0: No. I mean, it, it it's 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 everywhere in America because coaches get the same thing. Coaches right. are getting hired that are absolute just ass kissers and horrible. I mean... Yep, You think Shane Beamer is that way, right? Well, look at who his dad is. Who's his dad? So like nepotism is always going to be in this whole thing. And I don't care if you're a CEO of a used car salesman or a dealership or if you're at uh, BP Oil or if you're at a damn uh, Cane's fast food chicken house. It's gonna be somebody that knows you or that you know, and that's just the business we're in. And you got to get in where you fit in. And it's unfortunate sometimes the best get left behind, and nobody ever finds out who they are or what they can do. Right. So it's I see it every day. You know what I mean? Like, I mean your kid. You just told me a story. He scored fourteen goals in a game. Yes. And they won't let him play now because he's too no. fucking good. Like he's
1: too good, and ha- parents will complain.
0: So. Are we just setting ourselves up to get fucking actual butt fucked by Russia and China? Because that's what we're setting ourselves up for. We don't want to have anyone on the front line with any balls that are any that have any competitive drive whatsoever. We rather fucking shut down that group. And I, I take it back to being this whole feminist movement thing because if we get rid of these alpha males, you're gonna have a fucking problem. I'm just telling you, and that's what I think we I'm seeing at all time high with these made-up humans hosting these, tra- uh, not trans, but they're hosting these uh, drag queen events with our little kids. And I'm like. Well,
1: I mean, even, here's a story for you. I think I texted you um, about this. My son's pediatrician, I was talking to her about how he, you know, she was like, oh, so what is his extracurricular activities? And I was like, well, he plays hockey. And she goes, oh, you let your kid play hockey? That should that should not be allowed at this age or this level because that's a very violent sport.
0: So when are you supposed to be allowed at? When are you going to learn it?
1: (laughs) What? Like it's a violent sport. It's a contact sport. You can make a decision. If you want your kid to play chess, cool. That's awesome. My kid likes the contact sport and wants to be competitive. Don't punish him or take away from him because he's not a weenie. You know?
0: It's unbelievable, man. I think we should be able to parent our own. We should be able to instill our own discipline. We should be able to do all these different things. Everybody wants... I'm telling you, these fucks want to control everybody. And that's the problem. Well,
1: yeah. It's like and then too, what was your take? I never really got your take on the whole baseball situation with the uh little boys that hugged or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. after uh the minor yeah. or you know, when it whatever it was, the little league yeah. uh World he hit, Series through he the pitch.
0: Yep. Hit him in the head, he walked mm-hmm. to first base, the pitcher that hit him in the head started crying. Right. So he was emotionally distraught because he hit the kid and then that kid that got hit went out to the to the diamond to the mound and hugged them, told him it was okay, you right. hit me in the fucking head. So Right. That, if that kid was me and I go home, my dad beats the shit out of me for telling yeah. me, What the fuck did you go kiss that motherfucker for? He hit you in the head. You should have stole second base. <laughs> now, I get both sides. Like he they're young kids, okay. They're young, impressionable, <laughs> um, so I had my take. I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago. I had I had Dontre Willis on, who won a world championship. Uh, we talked about it. Um, I just think we're taking away the competitive edge with it. You don't have to hate the human,
1: right? That hits you in the it head. How come it's for the game?
0: It's part of the game. You don't have to. You don't have to hate the human that hits you in the head. The issue I have is. The issue I have is he hits you in the head. And you know as a player, he didn't aim at you purposely and hit you purposely. Right. He didn't try to do it. So me knowing that, okay, I'm pissed that you hit me, but I'm going to beat your ass now, and I'm going to steal home. I'm going to steal first, steal second, whatever. In the pro level, they're teaching to breeze you back off the plate. It's a it's a schematic in the game. Just like hockey teaches you how to fight. They teach mm-hmm. you how to pull the jersey over the hat so you can get your hits in. And I, I'm just like, I equate it to the game and part of the game, whether it's a gentleman's agreement or whatever you want to call it. Um, we're losing that shit every five minutes in this world, and it's crazy. I don't know. I just don't see right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> listen, it's Fearless Friday. It's 3 o'clock on the West Coast, 6 o'clock on the East Coast. Sarah's got mommy duty. She's got to take her yes. kids to practice um friday usually at this point we're gonna have brandon lane come on scared money don't make money and talk about everything in betting uh we're one week away from branding starting on at this time so for today three o'clock we're both gonna get out of here prep for the weekend get ready for next week's big week we're gonna blow this thing up make sure you guys are all there hitting the like button subscribe become a member Uh, tell your buddies, tell your friends. There's no show better. Me and, me and Sarah are just getting ready and amped up with this thing. We've had a hell of a week with a bunch of guests. Me and Sarah has barely even been able to take a piss. All right. So, um, it's been interesting. It's been fun. We've had great guests on, go back and watch the show, hit the like button, subscribe, um, I do have John. I, I do have St. John Bosco beating the shit out of Allen, Texas. It's not even going to be close. Trust me when I tell you Bosco and modern day are college football programs here in the state of California. They can go anywhere in America and beat the shit out of any team you have in your state. I'm just telling you. So, uh, no offense, Florida, Georgia, uh, Texas Bosco is going to beat this team probably by 40 to 50 points. I'm just telling you. So don't, when you hear it, you heard it here first. Um, Sarah's been a good first week. I appreciate yes. you, and, and uh, we'll get together and talk more and uh, and get ready for Monday. And uh, appreciate everybody joining in. Go to CoachJBStore.com, get some fresh merch. You see uh, Sarah rocking the 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 uh, the, the hoodie or the uh, gear all week. She's got the tumblers, she's got the tank top. she's got everything. You get all, in all short, fat, skinny, and tall. So appreciate everybody, Lucy, all you guys, Brian. I appreciate everybody. And like I said, we will see you Monday um, at 1 o'clock Pacific right here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Become a member before we get out of here. I'll see you guys on Monday. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. I can go in there walk into any... Any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion, and I think that real recognizes real. It's a new new venture that have. The Coach JB Show with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JB Show, Give it to you straight, no chaser.